I'd like to welcome my friend Jake Tarando. He's one of the co-founders of Forge Coffee in Medford. Forge Coffee was founded a few years ago and has turned a blighted part of Medford into a thriving hangout spot that has single-handedly revitalized a section of town that has been grim since I was a kid. They are more than a coffee shop. They are a second living room for residents of Medford, and they are maybe the only third-wave coffee shop in the Medford area. You'll notice about 30 minutes into our talk, we get cut off. We had a very inopportune power outage during the recording session. Rather than splicing and possibly missing something, I decided to leave this section unedited. We get to the point pretty quickly, so it shouldn't be an issue. It was a privilege to be able to talk to Jake. I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. And now, my conversation with Jake Tarando. Let's start with uh, maybe the a quick history of Forage, how it came to be, how you and Storm uh, came up with it, and yeah, yeah, okay, Forage Coffee, mm-hmm. man, yeah. So me and Storm um, were business partners, but first and foremost, we're related. I married his sister, and he's my brother-in-law. And also my best friend. Uh, we became friends actually before Jade and I started dating and stuff like that. It's kind of how me and Jade started hanging out. Yeah. So we have a long history together, which um, kind of culminated into us getting the same job at one point, which was at a coffee shop. And we had so much fun doing that, um, working together in that capacity and um, tons of goofs and gaffs and and just like, yeah, we, we, yeah, we barely got the job done because yeah. we were just having so much fun, but it was a lot of fun. And, and I'm, oh, I've done a lot of customer service, other jobs. And so when we were doing that barista job together, um, we were always looking around at the place and thinking like, you know, how could we have done this better or do this better or, yeah. or like, you know, a young kids arrogantly thinking I could do this better, you know <laughs> what I mean? And yeah. so, um, it just came came out of a passion to make that place better. Yeah. And and we were like, but it's not ours. Yeah. And so totally. we were kind of nearing the end of our our time there. We were like, we should do this one day. And that was kind of it. It kind of just like it was just a thought. Sure. And I hung on to that thought. Yeah. Um, because like I, I had no idea what I was doing with my life. At the time I was going to college. Yeah. Um, at a community college and um I was kind of just going to become a biologist because I was like very interested in science and um, just really like really had no real direction. But because you're a young person and you're supposed to know what you're going to do, you kind of just go do something. And along the way you find yourself. And for me, um, I kind of was just doing that. I was doing it very slowly. um, And Storm had moved away to Portland, then came back and then moved to Eugene. And throughout those times, he had worked at various coffee positions. And um, so he was gaining more experience in more of kind of like the high end coffee scene. Yeah. When previously we worked at kind of like a uh, like a second wave is what they call like coffee scene where it's more like mom and pop vibes. They do have an espresso machine, but it's not like 
really geared towards like those kind of high end, like uh, care about the coffee, all yeah. that, all that much. But it's like you know, just give the give the people what they want kind of thing. Sure, which is great in its own way. But we kind of wanted we we were kind of slowly as we were growing in friendship as he was living up in Portland and Eugene, where the coffee meccas are. Uh, he was learning more about the high end coffee community, and we were all as a family getting into that culture. Yeah, um, and so I I started working at Allstate. Um, just like a desk job, a guy I knew for a long time had an office. It was just like a good paying job. And then Storm was had moved back down to Medford to work at Case Coffee, um, which is like a really great coffee shop um, in Ashland. It's and um, learned a lot from from them. And here's where Forge comes into play. <laughs> so all that. of that no, to great. say this is that um, his parents. Um, like his dad's a builder, uh, you know, and his mom is just super supportive of like that whole side of their life together. She's always like looking into real estate um, and trying to find something for Bob to do like in that world. Cause they love des- like, she loves designing places. She's really good at like interior design and kind of like making a house a home. Yeah. Um, like the whole fixer upper vibe. They're like, they're like a more, <laughs> way more chill version of like, uh, you know, Chip and Joe. Yeah. Um, and I think Bob's probably better at building <laughs> and Sue's probably better at interior design. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying. But um, so they were looking into commercial property, which is something they really hadn't done before. Cool. Um, and they were looking at a few different places. And were, this is all. Were they looking at it with the thought of you guys in mind or, no. or completely unrelated? Yeah, completely unrelated. Just kind of like diving into the whole commercial world. Yeah. You know, maybe seeing like, okay, well, if we buy a kind of commercial property that we can fix up sure. maybe we just sell it or yeah. or maybe we lease it out to a business or or maybe we do something i think sue had kind of an itch to kind of do something on her own a sure. little bit um and i i think that you know bob can make a way for for that to happen because he's just he's a really good builder and she has really good vision so they were kind of looking out on their own they stumbled across 529 East Main. <laughs> and again, I was working, I had one kid at the time and I was working at Allstate, just kind of like dredging away at a sales position, selling insurance. And Storm was just kind of living life, you know, in an apartment in Ashland, doing coffee. Yeah. And um, just uh, none of us had an, like a thought that we were just like wanting to move on like we we're both content like we we're happy family i was, had a good job we we're both fine yeah but then sue kind of they looked at this building it's a very rundown gas station very oh, awful it was like it, the too. eyesore of the neighborhood it really is yeah yeah like there was like i'm pretty sure every car it was so it was a functioning i guess quote unquote functioning mechanic shop but I'm pretty sure every car in the parking lot was stolen. <laughs> it's like one of those things where it's like crime in broad daylight. Yeah. Like it's just like this guy selling drugs out the side of an RV into the park, which is like riddled with homeless people. Eesh. And then like all the cars are just like, like there. Mm. And I don't know how he even fits more cars in the parking lot. I don't know how he gets them into the garage to fix them. <laughs> it's like, what is this place? Yeah. And it was just awful. And, um, so, you know, the owners wanted to sell it. That guy was obviously renting it from the owners. And so Bob and Sue 
were like, yeah, like, let's buy this. And then, you know, what do we want to do? Like, there, and again, this is all separate from us. But one one day, I guess, like deep into the whole uh, process of kind of wanting to buy it, maybe making an offer and all that stuff, um, Bob and Sue were like, wait a minute. Didn't the boys want to maybe do a coffee shop? And they knew that we were into third wave, like high end classy coffee. And, you know, Storm was working at a really great coffee shop and has all that knowledge. And, you know, I got this dead end desk job that it could be a good career, but I hate, you know, sitting behind a desk. Yeah. And so um, they just came to us and were like, hey, do you guys maybe want to do a coffee shop? Like, would that be at all interesting? Like, where are you guys at? Like, what do you guys want to do? We have this opportunity to buy this building. And Sue was like, yeah, I think like it would be great. And uh, she wanted to turn it into a plant shop, like just a full on plant shop. But then that was like, ah, do I really want this whole building to myself? Sure. So then we kind of like talked with them and we're like, well, let's do both. Yeah. And and so then when I saw the building and like all the cars kind of had been cleared out, they were like, just come look at it. Like, and we're like, okay. I looked at it and I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I love like seeing a, what a place could be. So I looked at this rundown, ugly gas station and I saw immediately like that it could just be amazing. And Storm was in, like I was in, we were all just like looking around at each other, like my wife, my daughter, so my cool. father and mother-in-law and Storm, we were all just standing in the parking lot going like, yeah, let's do this. And so they bought the building. Um, and so my, my in-laws are the building owners, like they bought it. And then basically Storm quit his job immediately and started building it out with Bob, tearing everything out. Um, I still had my job. And so I kind of put my notice in, I gave him like a few months and I was like, okay, well I'll work. Cause I need to work. I can't not make money. Storm <laughs> yeah. was in a position where he could like, he was like, okay, well, you know, if you guys support me, I'll help you build it out. Sure. And so his parents were able to kind of like, you know, say, Hey, come live in our basement and like build yeah. it out. And like, you know, we'll just do this as a family. And, um, did you, did you guys have a vision for what changes needed to be made or did you have to like kind of plan that out, uh, ahead of time? Like how did that go? Yeah. So <clears throat> that's, yeah, that was kind of like an interesting, it's kind of interesting how it all comes together. Cause you kind of have no idea what you're doing until you do <laughs> yeah. until you kind of, until it kind of happens. So, you know, Bob obviously being a builder knows everything about how to deal with the city, how to draw up plans, That's amazing. how to like, so literally without Bob. So it started with Sue having the, the idea, yep. you know? Um, so Sue was the one who brought it to the, to the, the idea. To, and, and like initially that's where the spark started. And then without Bob though, like we would literally have gone nowhere because we would have had to what hire a builder. Yeah. They're like, nope. Okay. Instantly done. Way too expensive. Yeah. Instantly yeah. gone. But Bob literally like from day one knew exactly what he needed to do to at least get it to, to the point where we could like have time to, cause then it's like, okay, six months down the road. Now you can start designing a shop um, because now like the walls are torn down and the plumbing's, in, you know what I mean? So so Bob being just like so incredibly handy and useful made that part easy. And then we had time during that process to kind of like think about layout and all that stuff. And I was kind of, um, cause Storm was working, like I kind of took the role of like, well, let me draw up 
like the the layout for like how this is going to look like so i had like four or five different like drawings on like those that that grid paper that yeah. architects use like yeah. and i know how to you know draw it up to scale and stuff like that and so like me and bob kind of sat down a few times and i had drawn like four or five different like layouts we we came up we landed on the one that exists today and um storm susan and my wife were the main people kind of like in charge of getting the design for the building like cut like what color are we gonna paint the walls yeah. like what furniture are we gonna get like what we're we gonna have a big wallpaper wall like yeah. are we gonna, you know, like what are what are we gonna do with that sure. so they kind of all headed up that so like the vision of all of it came together by like a collective like I love it that. was it was me doing all of the back-end business stuff because we had no money yeah we had no means to do this yeah um so i'm like well i'll work on that i'll work on like drawing up some numbers that are just made up in my head because we have no numbers <laughs> like we don't have a previous business to go off yeah. of no business at all like that in medford yeah so i can't even go to the next coffee shop yeah and be like yeah it'll be like this because there was nothing like us in medford mm. so that was even hard too so no one believes you when you say i'm gonna sell 100 coffees a day or whatever it is you're right no everybody's like yeah based on what <laughs> dutch bros well you're not dutch bros and yeah. i'm like yeah i know exactly <laughs> but like um and then you know so that was my kind of job i was like working on spreadsheets yeah and trying to get investors or trying to get the bank or trying to get whatever, however we're going to get money. Yeah. And then like also uh, kind of like setting up taxes and business licensing and like all that stuff. I hate all that stuff, but I positioned myself to do that yeah. while storm was physically working on the building with his dad, putting in that sweat equity. I was like actually trying to get some equity into the business, like with right. money. And then, and then at the, so us being a pair like that came together. It was just a big family thing. Love so that. like the vision was like a collective, but mainly like I would say my wife, Storm, like are the main visionaries. Um, I would say like Storm's vision, I think like Jade, my wife and, and mother-in-law kind of like supported him and kind of like, okay, you and Jake are the owners of this business, um, you know, and Jade, we own it as like a family. And and so like they were like, well, Storm, what, what do you kind of see as like a vision for this place? And then... Jade is really good about finding cool stuff and has great vision for that. And like Sue as well, just like helping yeah. and like, Hey, what about what kind of chandelier do we want? And just, you know, talking about it. It's fun. So that's kind of how it happened. And then it took about a, almost a full year from getting the building to opening day to build it all out. Gosh, that's a lot of work. Yeah. And cause Crazy. we did all, all of us, all ourselves. Right. So eventually like maybe six months into the build, I quit my job. Cool. And, um, and I started building it out, finishing it with them. And did you have experience in that? Well, I mean, like I've always worked, uh, never construction, sure. but, um, but I always, I love working with my hands. Like it, like right before I, so I quit Allstate, then worked landscaping professionally. Gotcha. Uh, and I had done that also. And I worked farms my whole life. So, uh, I was no like stranger, I'm no to, stranger to hard work. Yeah, absolutely. And it was f so fun. Cool. Like I, <laughs> the, the build out part was so stressful and like so much work and just financially, just like so stressful, yeah. you know, I'm on unemployment yeah. trying to build a business <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, but it was so fun. Cause yeah. me and storm just had 
no end of bits that yeah. we could go on about throughout the day by ourselves with Bob, who's <laughs> also a goofball. Yeah. Uh, just like so much laughing and like the same music just like over and over and over again because Bob <laughs> would play the Pandora radio of just like he would put on like, you know, uh, the cars or like Tom Petty radio yeah. and it would just play the same guy. So every day we're listening to Bob mess up the lyrics on the same songs. Dude, it was so fun. That's so then, great. you know, basically May 4th, like we were the day before, like had the inspector in changing things. He like made me move the sink an inch to the right. You know what I mean? Like, Gosh. so like the day before, so the last like actually two months we were, me and Storm were by ourselves finishing oh. this place. Uh, where where uh, were uh, your in-laws? So Sue was here in town mm. and Bob kind of commissioned her to like, uh, like be on top of us and make sure we finish it, <laughs> which was funny. So she was down there with us, like kind of laying us out, quote unquote, but just reading the list that Bob had left kind of, um, and me. And so Bob had to go back to mill writing to like, um, you know, obviously make money, sure. but, uh, that's like, it was his, um, vocation at the time as a mill writer um yeah he went down to the bay area for like six weeks but it was like the last month or two month and a half of like this build out it's like can't leave us high and dry we have no idea what we're doing like this place needs to be painted yeah like we like the finishing work is yeah. like so important yeah. so but he set us up like with all the guys like so we had an electrician we had a carpenter we had all these things and he set us up, but me and Storm were just like trained monkeys <laughs> with hammers and paintbrushes. <laughs> and so we're doing our best, but we did it. Yeah, and you like, pulled it you know, off. Like, Looks great. <laughs> yeah, like, for, it, yeah, dude, it was, it's wild. Like, we, we were just like, yeah, I guess that's good enough. Like, <laughs> what? I guess that floorboard is right. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm putting on, like, you know, the trim, rubber trim, like, all over the floors. And yeah. I'm like... Oh, there's an inch gap at the end of this one, but oh well, like hopefully the water doesn't go there. Like, I guess, like, I don't know. Jeez. Yeah, it was funny. I mean, it was so fun. And <clears throat> I look on that fondly, so much stress and like, I have gray in my beard because of that. But yep. like, um, it was, it was just such a good, fun memory. And like, now we have a business. So it, it's, yeah. it's and crazy. And some of those, uh, you know, the hardest times in your life are sort of the growing experiences too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they they are. Oh man, yeah. You you grow for sure. You learn a lot. Yeah. Um, you grow in maturity. Like your relationships get strained because there's like financial stress. Yep. Stress, stress, yeah. <laughs> stress <laughs> of the future, like the unknown. We don't know if this business is gonna make money. Yep. But I had, I mean, like you know as much as any millennial knows anything. Yep. <laughs> you know, I think that I think the strength of the millennial generation is the ability to see into the future and kind of what will work yep. and create something to like our our ability to make money is in that we know what's coming. Yep. Like we know what's coming trend wise, we know what's coming societally, um socioeconomically. Yep. So like that's the strength of the millennial and that's like why we all have jobs that are like you know, marketing and like these like tech jobs that kind of do predict the future in a way yeah. and they set the course for culture. And sure. and so it's like, other than our understanding of just like, and it, we have an intense knowledge of coffee culture and where that should be and where that's going and where that was. That was the only way I knew that we would somewhat be successful enough to like pay the bills. Sure. And uh, if anybody that had money believed in that, 
then I was like, <laughs> give it to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, that was the hard part too. It's it, like getting funding. So. It also helps that, that you're very charismatic and you have kind of, <laughs> I don't know, a very supportive group around you yeah. as well. I mean, like yeah. you, you kind of have a, a communal following in a sense. Sure. And, and that plays a, a bit of a part, don't you think? Uh, yeah, I think I will. It's like, it's funny because I never considered myself a person that is known. Um, I think Storm is way more popular than me. Really? Yes. That's like, funny. Well, I, Storm I mean, is like tall. He's good yeah. looking. He's he's funny. Yeah. He's musical. Like he's got all these things. He worked at Case. He was cool. Like that's true. He ran with like the popular guys. Like, <laughs> you know, all, all the cool kids. And I think like, I mean, like people know who I am. Sure. Okay. But they're not like, Jake's the coolest. You but know you, I mean? Storm had the cool factor. You guys definitely do both like compliment each other. Too. Yeah. I think he brought me into the coolness and I think people <laughs> think I'm a lot cooler than I am because I own this cool coffee shop. I think like at, at base, I'm just like, Oh, a wallflower. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. like a guy that was always just around the right people to make me seem popular. But like, I do love people. I do like, um, yeah, I, I care about a lot of people. I think like our community that we created together, like in Medford. Yeah. If anybody knows the Rogue Valley, it's that we all know everybody. So it's yep. like, it's a big, like Medford's a big city. Like yeah. the, like Jackson County is a big County. Yeah. The Rogue Valley is a, a lot of people. Yeah. However, Everybody kind of knows everybody. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. If you lived here yeah. uh, for a while. If you lived here for more than yeah. 10 years or yeah. seven to 10, like seven plus, yeah. then you know everyone. That my my wife was uh, sort of shocked to realize that when we yeah. moved here, like just how many people you encounter that you know. It's true. Everyone kind of knows everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And your family as well. Yeah. Like it's like you're just every, oh, you know him? Oh, yeah. well, then he knows that. So like through one person. Yeah. The one deviation, you know, literally. Yeah. Everybody in the Rogue Valley. So that, that helped too. We had a huge community going into it. So do you, yeah, did you connect with that community right off the bat? How did you kind of build, I don't know, the what it currently is in terms of how you connect with um, Medford? I mean, you guys kind of have a huge following. There's a lot of people that uh, mm -hmm. that show up regularly and oh, yeah. it's because of sort of the space and the vibe and all that. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's interesting. The, the whole thing only is successful because of how supportive the community is. The, the community is only so supportive because they wanted it, I guess. They also believed, I mean, like it's, it's weird to think about how we got community implanted in this spot. Yeah. Because like literally you would, you have no reason to stop between like those, that street, like East Main, before you get into downtown, yeah. and even in downtown, there's no reason to stop. It's true. Which we're trying to change. <laughs> but like, <laughs> um, like basically it's a, it's a, gr a wonderful through street yep. for the people on the east side of town yeah. to get to the people on the west side of town. And, it is a very good location. That, that is yeah. a really good point. Like Medford did a really great job of creating an. A, a really great road yeah <laughs> that that is convenient to get to one side of town to the other mm -hmm. and that's like a really highly trafficked road yeah so because of that and you start to build this building and you paint a building white yeah and then like you start to do things 
people just are looking and they're going like, what is that? Well, so and everyone like, noticed intrigued. that horrendous looking building yeah. back in the day. Yeah. And then it, it was sitting there my entire childhood. Yes. And then I think once it transformed, they're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, what, ooh, what is ooh, this? What's that? And, yeah. and I love, I love Menford because like you don't have to have the greatest thing for people to love it. Yeah. And it's like, there's this, um, this quiet humility or just like ignorance is bliss type thing where mm -hmm. they, they seem to not know what could be <laughs> and they're blissfully unaware of what's out there. Yep. And then when something at all cool at all, it can be a little bit cool yeah. or it can be really cool. Yeah. They'll love it and they support it. Especially in Medford because Especially Ashlyn gets Medford. all the cool yes, stuff. Ashlyn has all the cool stuff. Yeah. They have the, and you know, the, and so it's funny because like when a city gets behind something, then you yeah. can see a city grow into what, you know, tourists like to see and Ashland is a tourist town, right? So the reason that Medford is what it is and Ashland is what it is yeah. is because Ashland has the Shakespeare Festival. Yeah. So they're like the city and the city council and the people that govern the city of Ashland, they're like, okay, we have a ton of people coming in every yep. year for the Ashland Shakespeare Festival. Yeah. What do tourists like? Yeah. They like restaurants, bars, yep. places to shop. Okay, well that's what's gonna be our city. Okay, well guess what? That's all anybody wants in any town. A hundred percent. I totally agree. Restaurants, bars, yeah. coffee shops. And walkability. And yeah, to be able to walk to all those things yep. from a hotel room or yep. from a place to stay. Totally. It's all right there. Mm -hmm. What Medford likes is trains and old cars. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> guess what's not unique to any city ever in yep. the history of the United States? Yep. Trains and old cars. And strip so, malls. And strip malls. <laughs> yeah. So it's like when you when you value what is not exceptional right then you're not going to have an exceptional town yeah so it's like you're valuing trains well yeah. guess what every city in america has a train yeah because guess what they all needed trains to get things before <laughs> cars were like white like before highways existed trains did yep and that's every city in america yep. so get over it medford yeah. nobody cares about trains <laughs> trains are great they're yep. cool they do have a lot of history in our town because of like what lumber mm. like we're shipping out a lot of lumber <laughs> yeah. and like you know and so it's like okay well that's where they kind of like made their name like we're medford we have a train we're medford <laughs> we like cars yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so they're like yeah that'll build a city it's like no so no. until like they kind of turn the leaf like governmentally i guess mm -hmm. to to kind of like appreciate um tourism yeah because like you know, every city is supported by tourism and like the local community yep. being able to do things Absolutely. in that community. So it's like, they're not really facilitating uh, like the local community to be able to come out of their homes to do anything. Yeah, and totally. so that was kind of like one of our main passions in starting forge was like, we want a place for people to be. Yeah. And so it's like, I love taking the field of dreams saying like, if you build it, they will come. Yeah. That is Medford. Yeah. If you build it, you will have a business. Yeah. Like if you have vision and you have like a one iota of a sense of like where culture is going or yeah. what culture is modern day. Yeah. Like there are tons of people in Medford that will support it. There are tons totally of people agree. in the Rogue Valley that will support it. People want things to do at they the end do. of the day. And I there's almost nothing. To do. Yeah. There's almost nothing to do in Medford except yeah. for, uh, you know, like, the r very rare events that they put on down downtown. That's yeah, it. I know. And I've even like talked to a lot of people in the downtown Medford Association. There's a lot of great people yeah. in there that that have local businesses and 
like really want to see Medford grow. Yeah. And um, like I've made a lot of suggestions to, you know, various government people that are involved with whatever. I'm like, why don't you do this? Yeah. Why don't you change the parking to two hours? Yeah. Why don't you like, you know, like, sure. so um, I don't know how far that goes in their minds, but it's like aside from like me running for mayor, like, I don't know how, <laughs> yeah. how, how, how slow it's going to be yeah. or how long Hard it's going to gonna take change yeah. with, uh, yeah. with bureaucracies, unfortunately. Yeah. So then the other way to do it is just to do it. Yep. Is just to, to have, to create the means to, to change a city. And like, I think Medford like needed forage and we needed forage. Without a doubt. Yeah. We needed forage. And, yeah. and the fact, and when it opened, like the reception that we had, like, oh my gosh, it like brought us to tears. I, like we were I was so just going to ask. Yeah. So yeah. how, how popular was it from the get go? Did, what was the ramp up like? Oh gosh. Yeah. Like I was nervous. So man, when you meet with people that are like successful mm. and you say like, here's my numbers. And they go like, you're never going to do that. You're never going to make. So I had projections, right? Like sure. I was just like, I, I, I hate Excel, yeah. but I was forced to use it because yeah. we're business people. <laughs> <laughs> like business people want to look at Excel spreadsheets sure. for some reason. <laughs> uh, like what's your business plan? Like, I don't know. Can I just talk to you? But like, no, you need this packet of like a cover sheet. Yep. And it's like, who wants to look at this? But anyway, so like I'm making this, I'm building this and I'm putting on like, we'll sell this much coffee. Mm -hmm. We're going to do this thing. And like modestly, like, so say what the goal is, like what your dreams are. And then just go like 10 notches down from that. And yeah. that's probably reality. Yeah. And so like basing it off of other third wave coffee shops around us, the nearest one being like Case Noble, mm -hmm. like all of them in Ashland, yeah. none of them anywhere else. So we're just like, well, we'll probably be as successful as maybe one of their slower shops. Sure. So then it's like, okay, like what's those numbers? And bringing those numbers to people that don't really know the coffee culture, but they're really successful business people. Yeah. And I'm just like checking to see like, what, am I crazy? Yeah. Like, it looks like we're going to make this much a month if I do blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, and and how did yeah. you kind of calculate that? Well, I mean, just like making it up. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, so, sorry, I hit the mic. Oh, um, fine. That, that came from our coffee experience. Like, you know, Storm has worked at Case. Sure. Okay, well, how many people come through Case? Like, yeah. how many people came through other places we've seen? Sure. Um, like, roughly, how much does a cup of coffee cost versus yeah. what we're selling it for? Right. There's a huge markup in the third wave coffee culture because people are willing to pay a higher price for a better product, yeah. you know, like it's more expensive, a much, a much better, a product, much better product. Say. Oh yeah. 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 Far superior. Yeah. Um, it doesn't so, taste like burnt yeah, yeah, trash. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's just like the, that's the whole culture of third wave is like, yeah, let's be like wine. Let's sure. be like micro yeah. Like let's be like that and yep. care about it. So, so yeah, I'm just literally making up numbers like, mm -hmm. Oh, Monday, we're going to sell this many coffees, this many pastries. Mm -hmm. Tuesday, we're going to sell, I think, this many coffees, this many pastries. And then extrapolating that out to yeah. a year. Yeah. And and saying like, well, in the winter, it'll probably be slower. And we're probably going to have this much of a percentage increase yeah. in these seasons. Yeah. And, and just really like sitting there for hours. I was up like many sleepless nights. Yeah just like on a computer with the office going on in the background, like just like my <laughs> wife and child in bed and me just like making up numbers on a screen, like yeah. literally just making them up. Yeah. 
with just no tweaking knowledge. them until yeah. you feel comfortable that that is somewhat realistic. And then and then printing it out on this big long like like four foot wide <laughs> like spreadsheet that yeah. extrapolates like a whole year's worth. Okay, uh, and we're rolling, but. Let's yeah. Let's back up a little bit. I'll I'll splice back in right <laughs> where yeah, we left we off. Have to, we have to think. Where were we? Uh, oh yeah, I was I was telling you about the numbers. Yes, and uh, and the like. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I think what I was saying was like I had this mile long piece of paper, yep. and then you you work so hard to get it and to get it done, and you're like so happy. You're like, oh look, I have this whole <laughs> year's worth of numbers and. And it looks like I'm making all this money. And, yeah. and then you go to somebody that is able to look at numbers and they go, oh, you messed up right here. So the second half of it is completely useless. Ugh, so geez. go back and fix it. And yeah. I'm like, well, I don't even know how to use Excel in the first place. <laughs> like I'm literally just like typing in formulas that I think I learned in physics class in college <laughs> and like, like whatever baseline math knowledge I have. And like to, cause Excel, you type in formulas Yeah, yeah. and I'm just like, Oh, I literally have no idea what I'm doing. And so then I'm like, okay, I'll fix it. Whatever that means. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's all stupid anyway. Yeah. Like, like, look, I'm a millionaire by the end of it, but I'm broke in the beginning of it. I don't know. Um, and how, then, yeah. how accurate would you say the numbers ended up being to the reality? Of, okay. Uh, well, once I fix them with yeah. the wise counsel of somebody smarter than me. Sure. Um, and just going back and forth with like people in my life. Um, that like kind of knew these things. Yeah. Like I was able to actually predict it like within a thousand dollars that first month, like oh, I nailed good. it and actually we exceeded our, our projected numbers. No so yeah, it was so crazy. So, so somebody told me like, so, okay, I'll talk real numbers. Okay. <laughs> Cause I don't like being vague sure. about business. Like right. I like giving people like the honest, like this is how much like people come in there. Like I want to do a coffee shop. How much, do you think I'll be, and I'm like, honestly, this is exactly the numbers that we do. Yeah. This is exactly how much money I make. Sure. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't like, I don't like the mystery. Like, yeah. I hear podcasts. I listen to people. I, I, people talk about business and they're just like so shy about saying that they're rich or poor. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, guys, like we're all wanting the information. We all need totally. to know. Like, yeah. this is like really good. It so, helps. It helps all the business people that yes, ever want to start a business. I'm if like, you throw out real numbers. Yeah, if you throw out real numbers, like yeah. tell me what you're doing. Yeah. Like, how are that. you? Yeah. I should be able to come around you and yeah. like be able to support you. If you're sure. not doing well, if you're doing really well, give you a pat on the back. Like, yeah, you don't need to be shy about making a lot of money. You yeah. also don't need to be shy about not making a lot of money. Well, especially when you're the one that took a lot of risk to, yeah. to make that money. I took a lot of risk to not make a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> and I'm happy with it. Yeah. No, like, so, so I'm not going to tell you how much I make and yeah. how, how like my month to month is, but yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's, it's not a lot, yeah. but it's a, it, like, obviously I pay the bills and not living under a bridge. Yeah. But, um, that helps. Yeah. People have the mis the 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 thought that i that we make a lot of money because sure. they just see how busy the shop is and they're like like a friends of mine close friends of mine were like yeah let's let's go do this and i was like oh dude i can't afford that and they're yeah. like what yeah the, you what they don't and calculate like, the taxes do they don't calculate like, the uh the bro, yeah all my money <laughs> all the margins immediately goes out the window yeah. as soon as i make it yep uh which is fine some of it goes to me but it all goes away from that one bank account to <laughs> my bank account a little bit to everything. Everybody else's bank accounts a lot of it. But um, so 
yeah, like we predict we predicted that month one we were going to net. Uh, I mean, sorry, like our gross like sales were twenty four thousand dollars in the month, just selling our basic coffee menu and three baked goods. Okay. Right. Yeah. I brought that to a family friend who's really successful, and he was like, "You're crazy." He was like, you are absolutely insane to think that you're going to make $24,000 a month. He's like, cut that in half. I was like, why do you think that? He's like, well, you're not Dutch bros. You like, you know, you think by, and and it was all like really prudent. Sure. You know what I mean? Like shrewd business people think like that. Yeah. And that's kind of why they're successful. You have to have lower expectations at least initially yeah and yeah th- but that was the low expectation that oh, was like gotcha. that was like the mediocre sales every yeah, day like yeah. doing like if you think about it twenty five thousand gross yeah it's like okay you know 30 days in the month yeah you divide that up that's a modest amount for a business to make in yep. a day yeah right super modest especially now yeah. because inflation and all that stuff. Sure. But like, yeah, you can make 25 grand in a day now because a coffee costs $15. <laughs> like, you know, it's yeah. like whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I was like, okay, 24 grand. And then like, we'll be able to pay ourselves out this much. And like, here's our costs sure. and like all that stuff. I roughly like was able to nail down like the cost of a gallon of milk and how much we use and like everything like that. Yeah. I got it to like, we were selling a latte for uh four dollars i think in the beginning and our cost from start to finish was 93 cents so i'm like oh good markup okay that's great and then like for every cup of coffee the cost was 25 cents we're selling it for three dollars you know like a muffin is cookies like all those things like you know a cookie it's like 13 cents and like you're selling it for three bucks so it's like okay we're making money. Like we're going to be profitable. Okay, you, but just how much? Did you have to reach out to um, vendors and that sort of thing while you were kind of calculating these costs to figure out what the realistic um, sort of, uh, what's the word, uh, wholesale cost right. of these things were? I didn't know anything okay. <laughs> about yeah. how to do any of it. Yeah. Realistically, I should have called wholesalers. Sure. But... I don't know who the wholesalers are. Yeah. Like, I don't even know the companies. Yeah. What McDonald's whole foods like <laughs> that exists. Right. Yeah. I know. I remember that from my old jobs. Like they ordered from McDonald's whole foods and I was yeah. like, like the, like the golden arches, like that one. I think so. Like, I don't know. But so I just kind of was like, well, at the grocery store, what's a gallon of milk? Like four bucks. Yeah. You know, three fifty. So I'm like, okay, let's say a gallon of milk is three fifty. Okay, let's let's say like a shot of espresso. Okay, our bags are forty five bucks for a five pound bag, mm. and there's five pounds in it. Yeah, uh, how much coffee do you use as an espresso shot? Twenty two yeah. grams. Okay, how many grams are in five pounds of coffee? <laughs> and then that's how many espresso shots I can get from a five pound bag. Yeah. Okay, what's that cost per puck, basically per shot of espresso? Yeah. Okay, add that to the gallon of milk that we use 10 ounces per latte yep. and how many ounces are in a gallon and yep. then you're just like doing the math yeah. like that yeah. taking forever to yeah. do that with that everything oh, what's a cup you know 50 50 uh cup sleeve the whole box is 53 dollars and it comes with a thousand cups okay well you can divide right yep. so then that's per cup okay lids okay and then you just go through this okay sleeves Jeez. okay you're gonna do probably 90% of people are going to use a sleeve, Yep. you know? And so then like literally I was like, okay, 93 cents. 
that's what it's going to cost yeah. for a latte. Yeah. Then you add flavor. We make our own flavors. Oh, man. Okay, there's a whole other thing. Yeah. Vanilla. How much does vanilla cost? Yeah. $83 for a bundle of yeah. like five sticks. Oh, it's so So expensive. then like, but then you're like, oh, but it makes a gallon yeah. if we use four little sticks. Yeah. Okay, well, that's, we charge 50 cents for a flavor. Okay, boom, made yeah. money on that. So as long as you're making money on everything, you know that if you sell just enough to pay the rent, then you'll be all right. Yeah. And in the beginning, like, so, like I said, we were projecting like 24 grand gross and we did like over 30 grand that first month. That's amazing. Day one, we were just like blown away by the support of the community, just completely shocked. I mean, we had like started an Instagram with the build out process and honest, I don't know, man, it was, it was crazy to see how much the community like supported it and was so excited for it. Like it was weird it, because I expect downtown it. is lacking so yeah. many, uh, there should be more awesome businesses downtown, but there just aren't. And people want to like walk places. Yeah. And so. I think like the community that me and storm have built in the Valley, just like a friends and yeah, family. Totally. Um, and just like spreading that word, like people just being <clears> excited <throat> for us. Like, you know, we have a lot of really good friends that care a lot about us. Yep. And they're just like excited for us. So then they're telling all their people. And then like, you know, then you like have people that we know that are pastors of churches that are like, hey, my homeboys are like throwing this coffee shop down. Like you should go check it out. So then it's like, yeah, you have whole congregations of people like aware now that you're starting a business. I think it's just like the worst. The best marketing for a local business possible. The church pastors throwing your name out there from the pulpit. (laughs) That's pretty great. Especially in Medford. Yeah, there's like a thousand churches. So if you get at least eighty percent of people are involved (laughs) in a church. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, I think like just overwhelming support from the community just like completely shocked us. We had soft opened on Mm. Thursday. And there's like this Thursday growers market right across the park. Like, so we're on one end of the park on the other end of the park, there's the growers market on Thursday. And like we opened and we just told like close friends, like, Hey, just swing by, grab a cup of coffee. We're just trying to figure it out. Yeah. Well, we had a crazy day. Like people were just like going to the market, realizing that there's a coffee shop there and coming in. We did not expect at all anybody to show up in numbers but they did like they came in like so much we were completely overwhelmed like we had no (laughs) like we literally put the espresso machine together the night before like we we were plumbing the espresso machine the night before pulling our first shots of espresso on the machine the night before literally had no idea what we were doing like we have all this coffee experience but for some reason it kind of just like when you when it's now like a product that you're serving it's completely different because you don't have the guidance of uh business owner telling you how they want it to be done. Sure. So you're not just replicating a thing, you're creating a thing. Yeah. Even though we were serving case coffee, um, and we know like the parameters that taste good on their espresso machine, um, well, it's like we want to be a little bit different. So sure. should we change a little bit to have a little bit different kind of vibe? And right. So it's, then it's like, man, night before we're like, what's our even pro like how are we gonna ring up customers and how is our flow gonna be on bar? Like all these things. Day one, it was just like, we're just completely like wide eyed, like just new to everything, had no idea what we we're doing is great. It's just like, I love, I love that. Like, yeah. I love just diving in and not 
just like not knowing yeah. and, and it's nerve wracking for some, but I'm just like, yeah, let's go. Like, let's it's, just work. And it was fun. A bit of an adrenaline rush. Yeah. We were completely blown away by the, like the actual grand opening, which was the Saturday following that Thursday. So Thursday was crazy. We didn't expect it. Friday was like what we expected Thursday to be. Yeah. Just like a few friends, like and family. We were just yeah. like kind of honing it back in stragglers that just kind of saw what on the street, but like yeah. nothing too crazy. And then Saturday was like lying out the door Whoa. the entire day. That's crazy. We had, so, you know, now it functions with two people yep. at any pace. Like you could have a line out the door all day. Two people can hold it down and get it going That's impressive. effectively. Yeah. Cause we have our systems in place now, yeah. but, but <laughs> you know, in the first day we had one of my good friends working register, my wife working register also some, some, we have one register. Why would we have two people on register? Like, yeah. okay, you hand out the pastries. You ring up the customers. Write their order on a sticky note. Me and Storm are on bar. We'll make all the drinks. And then we'll have my wife's cousin in the kitchen doing dishes. She just came to get coffee, but now she's doing dishes. We have my my buddy Elijah, who's never brewed a cup of coffee, brewing <laughs> coffee. Like, he didn't know how what he was doing. He was yeah. just putting coffee in the basket and pressing a button. Like, we were just like, yeah, put 105 grams in the like, 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 everybody just hold on. And like, we're, we're going crazy. Like, worst, worst system. Like, to have three levels of communication before you're making a drink is horrible planning. Yes. Like, so we were like, all right, you take the orders. We won't pay attention at all. And then you write it on a little sticky note really quickly. Everybody's detailed orders. Um, and then you give it to me. No, I'm reading a sticky note, trying to prepare the drink <laughs> for the other person next to me oh, who's gosh. trying to make the drink. And it was just like a mess. But we got through it. Like yeah. my wife was doing dishes all day. I was doing dishes all day. Everybody was like, you know, running around behind the scenes. Like there was like seven people behind the bar trying to help and do stuff. Jeez. But like everybody in line had a smile on our face. We were blasting old school hip hop. Like we I had the that. doors open. It was May 4th. The weather was great. Like yeah. we had the ping pong table outside, I think. Um, like everybody was just like in such a good mood. Like people were waiting in line forever to get like a vanilla latte, but they loved it, I guess. And like yeah. people were just figuring out what we're all about. And how long would you say it took before you guys kind of got a system in place that made sense? Oh yeah. Like it, it, it didn't take long for us to kind of like maybe like a couple of weeks. Like, yeah. so, you know, me and storm, like our experience in the coffee world was like super necessary. Yeah. Um, you know, like cause storm had just come from case and it's like, they function with two people behind the bar. Yeah. Okay. Well, how do they do it? You know? And it's like, yeah. let's just do that. Yeah. And, and so, you know, you, you hone it in pretty quick. I mean, me and Storm were up at the crack of dawn. I mean, like I was waking up at 3.30 every morning. Yeah. And then I was getting home at like 10. So it's just like, so you just not grind only, it out that first year. <laughs> yeah, you grind it out. Yeah. And so people, what people don't realize is like, yeah, setting up a flow on bar. Oh yeah. That's the fun, easy part. Yeah. But what about closing? Oh, okay. We have to mop. Okay. Yeah. We have to yeah. Mop. Okay. We have to. Oh, where do we put all this stuff? Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. We're okay. The bleach rack goes there and all right. Yeah. yeah like, okay. That we stamp cups and yeah. okay. Like where do we put the stamp pad? Okay. The tamp pad. Okay. Let's like put it right here. And then, yeah. um, when do we, okay. Oh yeah. The mats, we have to take the mats and spray them out. Okay. It's like all that stuff. You're yep. just like, you don't know until you close the first time. Totally. And you don't know until you open the first time how that goes. Okay. Right. Well we get, we got there at six in the morning. We yeah. open at seven. All right. What do we do? 
Yeah. Okay, I guess you start dialing in coffee. Um, I'll put the tables and chairs out. Like, you know what I mean? So totally. That's like the the arduous part. Like the and, flow on bar comes naturally yeah. as you figure out kind of your system. Yeah. But like all the little things. It's yeah. just like, yeah. And how long would you say it took before you and Storm weren't needed to be uh involved on sort of a daily basis? Oh man, I mean we're still involved. Yeah. Like we're three years in and like me and Storm are there every day. Really? Like, oh yeah. Like one of us is definitely there every day. I mean, I, if if not, I'm picking up coffee for my family. Yeah. Like, me and my wife. And totally. Like just checking in. Hey, yeah. how you guys doing? You know, but that's but, my one day off. But, but you're yeah. you're not doing the same like, I don't know, twelve to thirteen no, hour shifts. No, 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 no. No. We're so, we're more on a schedule now. <laughs> like a real schedule. Like probably works you know, for the family yeah. dynamic. Like a we bit. each work like you know, still over 50 hours a week for the okay. most part. Like, yeah. you know, storm this week has, um, Monday and Tuesday off. Okay. But today is Monday. Yeah. He's doing all the ordering. Yeah. So he's in the shop all morning, like not all morning. It takes him like, you know, 20, 30 minutes, but yeah. he's in there. He's doing the orders. Yeah. He's making sure that, you know, all of our wholesale is going to come the next day. Yeah. And then tomorrow, yeah. like, you know, he's dabbling, um, so how did you guys you know, get connected with, with your wholesale partners and what was kind of that process? Yeah. You just, you just know people. I, it's like, it's funny when people talk business, uh, you rarely see like kind of the nitty gritty intimate details of all of that, yeah. like how things come about and people don't share that. Yeah. Um, we just asked people what they do yeah <laughs> and then you also have people coming and selling you so sure. it's like you know we had the guy from pro vista who um does all of the so storm worked in eugene at a cafe called washburn cafe okay derek and charlie own that place they're awesome we love them both so much cool. storm is kind of their first hire nice so they kind of did a similar thing so we're like washburn 2.0 kind of yeah. like we kind of took their approach and then derek the owner there was just like amazing. He was like, Hey, we use ProVista. You guys should use ProVista. Yeah. And then he's like sent Mike their the rep That's down awesome. to us. He's like, Hey, like these guys in Medford, you guys service Medford, right? And he's like, Yeah, let me go stop by and say so Sweet. then we're like, Oh, good. Where what do you sell? Yeah. And they're like, We have Oatly. And we're like, Great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, um, so then you just connect get connected that way and then you know, uh, we were looking to get in when we got more into food. Sure. Uh, we, we, we talked to Northwest pineapple, which is a really successful smoothie place yeah. and smoothie bowls and like all that stuff. And they come in for coffee and yeah. we started becoming friends. And like, we're super chummy with each other as two small businesses. And yeah. like, we have fun, like joking around with them and sure. she, Mackenzie, the owner there was, she was super sweet. And she was like, yeah, we use Charlie's produce for all of our so cool. fruit and everything like that. So we're like, okay, let's give Charlie's produce a try. Like, yeah. It just kind of like, just you, networking with yeah, local networking businesses and, and you just kind of yeah. figure it out. Like, I love that. Nobody knows anything. Yeah. Like nobody has a corner market in the knowledge of how to do it all. No, it's, and it's a learning process. Yeah. If you don't acknowledge the community of people you have around you that literally did everything that you couldn't do yeah. to get you to where you are, it's like, you're just, you're just missing yeah. all of this. And so it's like, you look totally. at successful people that talk about their successes and, it, and you're like, Man, they literally did everything yeah. like from the ground up. They no. built this thing. It's like, no, they worked really hard. Yeah, but they had a community of people that literally supported them from day one, or else no they would. No matter how hard they worked, they would have never been able to no. do it. Yeah. I mean, there's like rare occasions where people solo just like become these like, so rare. 
like these people who are just like, you know, super whatever. But yeah, it's like, like literally we had no idea and still don't have any idea really what we're doing. Like, to yeah. be honest, like I'm probably like, if you looked at like business people and how they are to function and successful business people live like this, like our business does not function as a, as anything that resembles a successful business. <laughs> but because we have people that love us, that support us, that help us, that like give guidance, but also just like come in and buy coffee. Like sure. we're able to hack it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm a hack business person at best. Like, you know what I mean? And I think a lot yeah. of people are and yeah. who cares if it works, it works. I just think, yeah, I just think you need to focus on the people and you focus on community, you focus, focus on your product and you'll be all right. Yeah. You know, and, and if you care about it, then I, you'll, you'll put the work in. How do you think that there was, did you guys get feedback during kind of the early days that um, was helpful or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you get Google reviews like yeah. Google and they, they're and Yelp is hardcore. Yeah. Like, those are like the, the, the hardcore reviewers, Google, like it's all kind of light and fluffy behind the, the screen. Yeah. Yelp is kind of like the wild west of reviews. Like, <laughs> um, but like Google is more kind of, uh, useful yeah i mean i don't think people use yelp anymore for honest honestly what like because of it's kind of like, outdated yeah now. it's out it's it's well and it's just kind of like it's not real like yeah. people will just like you know especially during the pandemic they'll be like one starring a thing for this that or the other reason totally and it could be totally separate from like the business itself yeah. so you have no idea if the information you're well, getting is like even true and or i accurate. can i can speak to that because whenever i travel i'll I used to always look at Yelp. Right. And you would go to like the crappiest restaurant and it'll have like five stars. And yeah. You're like, okay, I and no why? longer believe Yelp anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, Whereas wow. Google, Google is, more is a little real. more well-rounded, I would say. And I care more about Google reviews because when you do anything online, you're searching a Google engine. Yeah. Most likely. Yep. Like or DuckDuckGo if you're like, yeah. not yeah. into that. <laughs> but like, um, you know, if you're searching Google you know, the first thing that comes up is like our landing page on Google, yeah. which is super like, I mean, like, you know, it is the best for mm -hmm. a business to have like all of that information right at the top of the page, no doubt. like your picture of your business that shows the rating, the reviews, and then it shows like, oh, here's the phone number. Here's the maps. Here's yeah. all the things just like super quick and easy to look at. So I care a lot more about Google reviews because that first thing that comes up, yep. four and a half stars, four yep. stars, five stars, whatever yeah. it is. Um, you know, but I do think they need to update their algorithm on our business because <laughs> we, so we had like a really, like a 4.8, 4.9. Yeah. Like, you know, you get your one stars every now and again, but like our, our star rating was like really good. And then yeah. the pandemic happened. So you get a bunch of like one stars for, yeah. you know, people are just grumpy. So yeah. like, so we got a bunch of like bad reviews or just like, I don't know, yeah. the pandemic was horrible. Yeah. So it, everybody was just like bad, mad. If yeah. we weren't open, people were mad. If we were open, people were mad. So we we're just like, <laughs> you can't win, you know, you can't win as a small business in yeah. a pandemic. So no matter what you do. Yeah. Um, so, you know, our, you know, 4.9 stars went down to like 4.5, but then since the pandemic ended, like we've had only five star reviews for the past, like seven months so weird, and it still hasn't gone up. So I, I'm like, dang, <laughs> like, you need to upgrade that. Like it's almost the certainly that like people were just 
uh, so self-isolated and like pissed off at their yeah, life that yeah, they took yeah. it out on you guys. Yeah, they took it out on us. And yeah. you know, we're a great target for, <laughs> for people. We're like <laughs> a beaming, shining light in the middle of this dark, depressing Medford. And like <laughs> people are like, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. But Jeez. yeah, it was just fun. How yeah. how hard was it to navigate the pandemic? I mean, especially as like a small <sighs> business. Oh yeah, that was that was absolutely the worst thing that you could ever imagine. Yeah to have to go through as a small business no that doubt. is one year in. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. I mean, like I, it's so, it's so boring talking about COVID now. Cause every, everybody is. has the same story, sure. especially for small businesses. It's all the same. Yeah. It sucked. Like nobody <laughs> had a good time. Like yeah. unless you're, unless you're like, you know, Amazon, then yeah. you're just like, you hated every minute of yeah. it. And I don't care. If, like if you liked the lockdowns, if you didn't like the lockdowns, whatever, yeah. I don't care. Like, yeah, it was bad. Like it was bad for everyone. It sucked. Nobody should have to live life like that. That's not how, that's not how anything. I mean like, yeah, we had a pen. It was a crazy virus going around. Like, what are you going to do is wild. Um, yeah. So like whatever happened, happened. It was horrid. It was, it was, uh, mind numbing. Like it just literally like broke, broke us. It was, it, we were just, yeah, we we're floundering. We're like, what do we do? We're, we have, First of all, I've said it many times in this podcast. I had no, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> like I have no discernible business acumen at all. Yeah. And so like, we were just like, we had just hired our first employee whom we love so much. And like, we just like, uh, we're rocking it with him for a while. And then the, and then the pandemic happened and we were like, Oh, Hey buddy, we have to lay off. Like, the, you know, so our one employee we had, we, yeah. we laid off obviously because, because yeah. no, we couldn't, open like yeah. everybody was like okay only dying out okay well you know we're all gonna die right so let's just <laughs> not you know have indoor dining yeah so um so you know in the beginning like uh we we were just going into our second year you know and the pandemic happened and uh so we're like you know 2020 was looking like the most amazing year you know halloween was on a friday yeah. <laughs> like you know what i mean like everything was lining up perfectly on on 2020 and then obviously yeah uh, the world had different plans went south yeah quick. so so for us like it was everything we could do to just pay rent mm. um let alone pay ourselves yeah. so that was very stressful people Jeez. don't realize that and i don't know i think people if they thought about it they would realize it but i think initially people just take their first reaction to something or their first like thought about something and they just run with that for the sure. most part and that's just humans yeah but um you know, people think that like small business owners are like wealthy. I think like the, yeah. the, the common thread, if you look like a successful business, then you have money. Yeah. Like personally. Yeah. Which is not true. Obviously. Most successful businesses, the owners are functioning on like, especially in the restaurant business, like you're functioning on 5%. So if you look at like restaurant owners, um, typical restaurants, and then like, cause we're in the restaurant business, yeah. you know, like we're a coffee shop, but we're a customer service base. We're selling food service yeah. products, like all that kind of stuff. So totally. we are categorized in the restaurant industry. Um, you know, we, we, you know, so like your margin is 5%. Now 5% of a huge number. Sure. That's like a livable thing. And that's the goal of every restaurant owner is that 5% can be spread across a few businesses yep. and that you're generating the same income or more like from different businesses. And that like that 5% then becomes like a livable wage or like, you know, in some cases it generates a lot of money for yeah. a lot of people. Like if yeah. you're Dutch bros, like 5% of Dutch bros is 
bajillions of dollars. Five percent yeah. of forage yeah. is not a lot of money. <laughs> you know, like if you're saying five percent of thirty grand a month, where yeah. then like a large majority of that goes out the window. Yeah. <laughs> you're saying five percent of that, yeah. like you know, not a lot of money. But um, you know, in the pandemic, you know, or like your rent is three grand. Well, you're bringing in gross thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're paying the yeah. bills, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. Um, especially when like like literally, I was watching full episodes of the office on the couch inside forage um, <laughs> before the next customer would come oh in. So gosh. it was like one customer would come in, Jeez. I would get up off the couch. I'd make them a cup of coffee. They'd say the same thing. Oh my gosh. How are you guys? Doing? And then we have that COVID conversation yeah. and we're like, yeah, I don't know. Like what's going on? Like we have no idea. Like this is yeah. the beginning. Then I go sit back down and I just like twiddle my thumbs just That's trying to so figure stressful. it out. Like, yeah. And then it came to the point where it's like, well, we both don't need to be here. Yeah. So, Let's just one of us be here yeah. for half the day and then the other one come in and then did it's you, like did you guys get any uh i don't know grubhub or something like that orders? no we couldn't like yeah. with with coffee it really doesn't work okay um because it gets cold too fast well yeah like coffee just isn't suitable for travel yeah um like if you got like you know i brought you a cappuccino this yeah. morning yeah. um which was great, by the way. It was great, yeah. yeah. But like by the time it got here, yeah. the milk is set up. It's kind of bubbly. Yeah. It's not as hot. Yeah. So nobody wants that. Yeah, like, in and a, in and the markup situation. of getting your driver. Yeah, it's like, like it's it's already like an inflated rate, right? Because of the economy, anyways. Yeah. You don't want to tip a driver and then also pay an extra fee to get what? A yeah, latte? like no. it's just not worth it. And then Doesn't make sense. And then you're like, well, what about like a like people are always like, well, then do like a limited stuff and just ice drinks. Yeah. Well, ice drinks is the same thing. Yeah. You get a cold brew. Yeah. And it's a hundred degrees in the summer, and then kid puts that in his car. Yeah. It's gonna you know what I mean? It's going to be half wa watered yeah. down, half melted ice yeah. by the end of and the And you're already spending you. uh, a lot Six, of money on that. Yeah. It's, it's like more expensive. Yeah. So yeah. it's just not conducive for our business. Yeah. And our, like, like we've been talking about the community, like the community is forage. Yeah. Like we like exist as a watering hole for the community. Yeah. If they can't come in and experience the culture that we've created, that's our business. Yeah. So the fact that like we couldn't do the thing that made us successful, we couldn't facilitate community, which really is what Forge is. Like yeah. we're we're selling a commodity that everybody loves. Coffee. Yep. Great. Wonderful. Yep. It's all yummy. Sure. Like we have pretty things to look at when you come in. <laughs> but it's all about the people that are sitting in there that you can meet, the customers, the people behind the bar that are greeting you, that are having conversations, learning people's yep. lives. Community is happening at Forage. That's what made us successful. Yep. People drawn to personally that. Personally attest to that. Every right. time I go in, I run into at least two people I know. Yeah, it's a watering hole, man. Yeah. And like no matter who you are, no matter what background, no matter what political beliefs, no matter what anything, yep. you can come into Forage, feel comfortable, talk to somebody, meet somebody new, and it's like welcomed. And yeah. it's like it's not weird. It's not awkward. You don't feel like we're pretentious. You yep. don't feel like we're like uh not caring about the product like you sure. you know you're gonna get a good thing have a good conversation have a laugh yep. like all of that and the, and then the government was like well you can't do that and so we're like okay like we don't know we're all gonna die so <laughs> like yeah but when you strip that yeah. um just taking away indoor dining was just like the, a nail in the coffin so so brutal yeah it was brutal but we made it we made know? it we thank made goodness it. like we're here gosh as uh, you know most people were able to kind of adjust and adapt and like they let us open in the summer 
like you know the pandemic kind of broke during the summer yeah. and then so we opened we had a bonkers summer because everybody was like that just, was miserable yeah, let's get out and go like caged yeah. animals yeah, just <laughs> running like, back yeah just like yeah yeah it was so then like you know the summer was really good we're like yay and then yeah. the winter time they're like just kidding <laughs> like back shut to down. it shut down again and Jeez. then just the ping ponging back and forth yeah. of uh, just like opening and closing, opening and closing, and crushing it hopes just, too. Yeah, That's man, so crushing, crazy. Just so much whiplash for the community. Yeah. Now they're getting discouraged, and like so for two years, 2020, 2021, it was just like anything we could do to stay alive. Yeah. What yeah. were there like a lot of sort of creative schemes that you guys came up with, or people around yeah. you came up with that suggested uh, what you could do to stay alive? Or yeah, <sighs> no, man. I mean, like there are businesses that can and did like adapt and grow yeah. and become more online and yeah. become more streamlined. Hard. I mean, like what are said. we going to do? Like, yeah. I mean, like we just, you come in because of the space yeah. and you come in because of the people yeah. and you come in because of the yummy coffee. Yeah. But that's third yeah. is the yummy coffee yeah, and good it's food. It's like you come because you want to be a part of culture. You want to be a part of where the culture is happening and the culture is happening at Forage because it's like kind of the only place in uh, like during the day in Medford, where are you going to go to do anything? It literally doesn't exist. You're going to go to part. a strip mall. Of course. Yeah, you're going right? to go to like Jamba juice <laughs> and then hit up Chipotle and Trader Joe's. Yeah. Maybe walk drive, into Petco, drive see a five puppy. times to get to any of those places. <laughs> yeah. Just like hit the freeway. I guess yeah. to go to the other side yeah. and go to the other Chipotle. You're of course going to bring your laptop to yeah. Chipotle and yeah. hang out there all Mod day. Pizza has free Wi-Fi. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So, no, but like the only place for real community and like yeah. real people and like, you know, it's, it is forage. And it's like, I say that like proudly. Yeah. Also say that like, like sad, like sadly. No, I feel, <laughs> I'm I just feel like, man, pain. there should be more. There right? should be more. And I want totally. there to be more. Yeah. And uh, so, but like you take that away. Thank you guys for making yeah. such a cool place to hang out. Cause yeah. it really is. And I'm not just saying this, like one of the only places in Medford that like yeah. is worth. I appreciate that. It's, it's really i mean like again we didn't do much like we uh, like we continue to not do much <laughs> like to, to do that it just yeah it just is and it was it was supposed to be it was yeah. just it would just had to be there it was supposed to be there from the beginning totally you know we just but you guys fill the hole but like this last weekend i was there yeah you guys had your little outdoor market i thought yeah. it was awesome like yeah. how, how do you do that how do you kind of bring that together yeah. who, who comes up with these ideas right so I mean, like just the community, man. I mean, yeah. like that was not our idea. That's cool. Um, I love that. Like our really good friend. Yeah. She's a she's a dear friend, and she like has like thrifted goods or like up upcycled like you know clothing and like other sure. things that she goes around to other markets that exist, mm -hmm. sells them, and she's like, "Hey, you guys should do it." Yeah. And we're like, I was like, "Yeah, that'd be great." I don't want to do any of the work, <laughs> you know. Like I'm so busy, yeah. like I can't fathom. Yeah. Um, like doing any of that to like what? Like when I call vendors, who? Who? I call? So the first one my wife arranged, like with the help of our friend, mm -hmm. she like kind of like, well, here's how I do it. And here's how the other ones function. And my wife like kind of was like, well, well, I'll I'll do it, you know? And, cool. and so she did the first one and she did great. And it was very successful and it was really cool. Yeah. And then she, and then we were just like, man, we really just like can't. We just don't want to do all this work. So we just handed it over to her. That's great. Our friend. Yeah. And she just does it. Like she killed it. We just provide a space. Yeah. Like we just provide a we just have a parking lot. Yeah. So, which is perfect. Yeah. Like, That's awesome. She, yeah. Like she 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 does that. She handles all of it. And yeah. 
we just open our doors to it. And then it's like, so anything that like, like obviously like myself and storm are the main like proponents of like how anything comes to fruition at forage. Obviously like it's storm, you know, he has a lot of vision and I have a lot of ideas and we have a lot of fun things that we want to do, but it all just takes like money and time. Yep. And like, we lack often both of those things. So we really rely on people to, you know, do stuff for us. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Like our videos, like any videos we promote, like Arturo, shout out. Like he hooks it up. Like he's so an incredible cool. videographer. Yeah. And and like he does that professionally. There's no reason why he should ever make a video for us. <laughs> he's what especially the content of our videos. It is it's part of the comedy that He's shooting on this incredible camera. These two buffoons (laughs) who are dressed like, what are like, what are like, what are you even talking about? These videos are so silly. I mean, like they're so they're funny. I love them. Um, We love creating them for the business, but like they're just there's nothing there like content wise. Like (laughs) there's any person in the professional world be like, this is how you promote your business. <laughs> and the fact that we have like one of the best videographers in the Valley, like doing the work for us is part of the fun. Yeah. It's like, totally. Yeah. Yeah. We're it ranting about polish to yeah, the- <laughs> yeah. Like literally like our, our Valentine's video that we did last was just so stupid <laughs> just to promote like our cardamom rose latte coming out. I love that. If it did that, yeah. I don't even know. Like if it even promoted <laughs> that drink, people were so distracted by the like, the stupid dudes but, ranting, I mean, but it was it shot is, on an Ursa mini. You know it, is, like, it is part of branding though. Is yeah. like, it's just bringing to the forefront of your mind. Oh, yeah. forage is over here. I right. forgot. But the fact that <laughs> it's like, we could have shot that on an iPhone, yeah, oh, yeah. an iPhone four yeah. and it would have been fine. Totally. But like the fact that Arturo brought like his like Netflix quality video camera <laughs> with his booms and his yeah, lighting. And, that's then, amazing. and he, and he had a, another videographer come in and help him light it. And yeah. like, it's this whole production. That's amazing. Two hour setup Jeez. for just us to just be dumb and just to do this I dumb video. It's just so fun. And so yeah. like, you know, really if we're not having fun, we're not wanting to do it. Yeah. Like if it's like, if totally. it's a, if it's not something that we're, passionate about we're not just going to do it because we think it would make money like we have to be like have we have to be really like inspired to really want to do anything and it and it can be limiting for sure but i think like people love the intentionality behind like if they sense that you're just trying to sell them they'll check out and so the fact that we're we're three years in and like we're still relevant as far as like people are excited about maybe what we're doing Mm -hmm. um Cause like Dutch bros comes out with new drinks every day, like every whatever, but they're just like, it's just so like rote. It's just so like, I mean, it's the same uh, thing commercialized, like whatever that people really don't care. Like they'll go, I mean, obviously they go, but you know, but it, but it's also such a different clientele too. Like you're not selling to Dutch bros people. You're selling to people that want to pay five or $6 for a drink rather than $3 for a huge sugar drink but it boils down to that level too because you look at other third wave coffee shops and they're just going through the motions yeah. that a third wave coffee shop should I agree and totally. you're like i'm kind of bored yeah like why am well and it's like not that you're bored you love to get good drinks yeah but, but like it's, that's it's baseline all like, about the product and yeah. less about the community i right. i've seen that yeah and you're sure. like i'm going there because it's cool yeah i'm going there because it's there yeah I'm going there because I don't want to go to Dutch Bros. Yeah. Okay. Well, we don't ever want to be that at Forge. We want you to come because you're excited to come. Yep. Like we want you to get in your car to drive 
to forge. The fact that anybody gets in their car to seek us out is kind of crazy to me. But like, um, you know, when you get in your car, we want you to be, oh man, I wonder what they're going to say to me when I get in there. Cause <laughs> you know what I mean? Like me and Storm behind the bar, like yeah. if, like we're just messing with customers like all day. Like we're that. always doing bits. If Storm and I are together behind the counter, we're just doing a bit. Like That's we're amazing. always, and so I think like people have gotten used to that. Like yeah. people will come in and expect me and Storm to just be goofy. Like there's weird stuff. Like we have our pictures in the bathrooms, like eye level facing you. Oh yeah, I've seen like it. just like weird stuff. Our videos are so stupid. Like our there's always this level of comedy that we love. Um, we like to think we're funny, so like we <laughs> we try to like put that into the community. And I think like that excites people. Like they go in and they know that like, and all of our baristas have taken on our culture, which is super huge. And so like they know that they're gonna have like a funny interaction or like a fun yeah. interaction with the barista, or it's gonna something's gonna you know happen that's gonna be like they're excited about what could be. And then like they come in and they say, oh my gosh, like there's an indie market today and they're doing fried chicken sandwiches. Like yeah. that's awesome. Oh my gosh, like I didn't know you had avocado toast. And yeah. and it's almost like. You know, instead of plastering on every billboard, instead of, you know, paying for ads on Facebook, instead of doing all that, we just like like you to be surprised. Yeah. And like we we want you to want to come in to see what's new and like and, and to see what's going to happen. And like, you know, maybe six months later you come in and it's like, whoa, you did this crazy thing. All of a sudden you had you didn't even say that you didn't even build up and market yeah. it to where you're like now it's just here it is. Yeah. And like so that's exciting. And then, you know. Yeah, we just like to see, like, give people a real reason, like, why you want to come. Yeah. And it totally. shouldn't be the same every time. Like, it should be fun and different. Like, every time you have a different conversation, every time, you know, Jake was singing in the kitchen, like, really <laughs> loud. Or, like, yeah. you know, why does Storm have his shirt off? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> why is, why is, uh, why I mean, does Storm have yeah, his shirt off? Yeah, why does Storm have, I mean, why not? <laughs> it's like, why, like, uh, yeah, aside from like the health inspector not liking it, like, yeah. I don't see why we should have our shirts on. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. Like, um, yeah, like you could, you could come in and all of the breezes could be belting out like a, a Broadway musical song. Like, it's just like, and you're like, are they going to take my order? I almost kind of don't want them to like keep going. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. why is Jake shooting flies with an assault gun, like out of the air, like at people's drinks? Like, that's weird. Like, why is he doing that? Well, it's like, you're just fun. Like, yeah. uh, like our buddy, uh, he always says like, man, nobody else would be able to get away with what you guys do as a business and have it be accepted. Cause what we do often is so like not smart as like a, <laughs> what you should do in the public yeah. like in, in front of your customers yeah. but like like sometimes but your customers <laughs> all know you guys which helps it's just we want you to feel like you're friends with yeah. us yeah like we want you to come in there's and feel not like, this weird like separation yeah yeah well yeah. actually that that brings up uh one question i have which is uh how do you yeah how do you kind of play the boss role uh oh. while still being I mean, you you guys are just so friendly. How do you play yeah. that role where you do still have to be the boss, yeah. but you, uh, but you're also like almost like Michael Scott, like friends yeah. with your employees. Yeah. How oh does my that gosh, work? That's so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I. Yeah, that is really hard. So yeah. managing people has turned out to be like one of the most difficult challenges that I've had to face, and Storm as well. Yeah, you know, we tackle it together. Um, you know, I. I tend to, um, like, since I do the scheduling and like, um, I do like that 
side of it and like those kind of managerial tasks where Storm is more like ordering and all that kind of stuff. He does those sides of things. I tend to take on more of the instructional roles. Like we both train together, but you know, like um, we both, oh man, it's, it's just really, it's really difficult. And we only have had employees for, you know, almost two years. So it's a learning process. It's a learning process. Still. So it's like our first employee was just him yeah. and us. And, and it's weird when you're the owners and then there's no manager. Yeah. So you're just like owners, you dictate everything you want happens. Yeah. So you have a lot of power, but an employee can feel just like totally voiceless. Yeah. So totally. our first employee, you know, probably felt that yeah. where he's the only employee. He has to do everything we say because mm -hmm. we're the owners of the business. Yeah. And if we want to destroy our business, we can. Yep. But we, there's no like middle person for him to complain to totally. or to, to voice concerns to. He has to get the gumption to talk to the owners of the business. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. like that is super kind of intimidating. Intense. I mean, I don't think I'm an intimidating person no. at all. No, um, definitely I not. would like to think I'm approachable, but yeah. there's still like, if you're an employee coming into a business that you're working for a job and it, you're getting there's paid. There's a power dynamic no yeah, matter what. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So managing that was fun. I mean, we just brought him in and loved him and like treated him like a brother, like a son, like a whatever. Yeah. I mean, like, oh man, I, just, I still love him very much. I care for him dearly. Like he was just like the first employee. We were just like, yay, we have one. It's like a new <laughs> puppy. You're just like, I'm so excited. We have one of these. Like, and just to help out so much, yeah. like take a ton of the workload from off our shoulders and give us a day off. You That's know? amazing. It's like, so we really did love having employees and, um, but it has just been like learning how to talk to them, how to like make sure that you're available, sure. like to talk to, to like make sure that they feel okay to talk to you. We still don't have a manager. Yeah. So like the employees still have to like summon up the courage to, I guess, like, like complain to the owners yeah. um, without fear of like rejection sure. or firing or whatever. Um you know, they have to be able to do that. So we try to make it open and available, ourselves open and available to all of them to just like, and they all are super comfortable with us and they have no hard time telling us what we're doing <laughs> wrong or what we should be doing better or like, you know, yeah. like all that stuff, which I appreciate. So I, that's great to have that yeah. internal feedback too. Oh yeah. Oh sure. yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, um, you know, like, uh, I mean, yeah, it's just, it continues to evolve. Like, so we were, we're super, super chill, like, you know, to a fault a lot of the times huh. because certain personality types, if you're relaxed or whatever, they'll still do really good work. Like those eight yeah. types are like organized. They like want to do the job. They're super inspired. Like they, they come in every day with a smile on their face. Like those are the, like the prototypical, like great employees. Sure. You don't have to worry about them as much, yeah. but it's the ones that like, you know, are generally more like fours on the Enneagrams or yeah. something like that, that are just like super individualistic. Like yep. they're more emotional. They like want to be seen. They, they like, they need to be validated and like all these things. If you're super chill and you kind of just like expect them to do a job, like I just expect everybody to basically when I hire you respect me enough to do the job. Yeah. And I shouldn't have to tell you yeah. that you need a mop. Like that's yeah. on the list. Like, you know me like mop like you yeah. shouldn't not be mopping but when you're like you know when you're not like um you know daily like hey like i'm checking in like i noticed you guys didn't do this thing or whatever and trying to like keep up on employees sure. certain types of employees can unbe 
un- unwillingly take advantage of that. Sure. You know, so so they they take the relaxed nature of the job and you come in and they're like reading a book on the couch and it's like, how long have you been there? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the fear moment. Yeah, You're like, yeah, oh yeah. no. <laughs> like how long have you been reading a book on the couch? Like, or how long have you been talking to this customer? Yeah. How long have you been because our employees are so close with the customers, yes. which we encourage, yeah. like they become it's like both a really plus friends. and a minus. Like, yeah. like they're they're often like like a lot of my new friends are because they came and got coffee. Yeah. Like a lot of the culture in the community that I have is directly because of Forage, which sure. is amazing. Now, for me, I can do whatever I want. It's my business. If yeah. I want to take 20 minutes and talk to a customer, I can do that. I pay people to do a job. <laughs> yeah. So when an employee sits and talks to that same customer for 20 minutes, now it's a problem. Yeah. But how do I tell them that because they've garnished a relationship which is good but yes that person kind of came to work on their laptop yep you shouldn't you know so it's like that that yep. awkward like hey person or how long have you been sitting here like yeah. never expected you to you know take a 30 minute break mid shift other than the breaks that you get like you know what i mean so it's that totally. like well now we're really close because you're my employee and i love you yeah. <laughs> like so yeah so how do i tell you how do i reprimand you so do i do a three strike rule where it's like okay if you're late that's a warning yeah if you're late again that's a write-up yeah if you're late again that's you're fired yeah well i've had an employee who's late who's been late 10 times (laughs) but it's like kind of a month apart yeah so it's like is that fire should i fire you like what no yeah because you're a great employee yeah it's like no, I don't know. Like, what do I do? Yeah. Like, but I, it's it, you. Don't it, be late. You're almost <laughs> kind of like weighing it over the the yeah. whole. Like, yeah. they're good at all these things, but then they're a little bit tardy. I guess if you do bad things yeah. and you crunch it all into this short period of time, yeah. you'll lose your job. Yeah, I think. But that's if you what spread <laughs> the crappy job over the course of a year, yeah. you'll probably get swept under the rug. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like it's more just so like balancing relationships. Yeah. That is like the hard part. I mean, like you know coming down on employees when they do a bad job is like, I'm fine with doing that. And like, they respect me. I respect them. They know that it's out of like care that they do a good job for their, you know, their own, like they should do a job because of out of their own nobility. Like they, they should be people that do good. And so it's like, I'm inspiring. I'm telling you to do good. Yeah. And the fact that you did bad means that you should do good. And so it's like baseline. <laughs> I'm giving them a life lesson and I'm just kind of like showing them the road to be a better person. Yeah. But then like, um, you know, beyond that, it's like, man, like, uh, yeah, you really screwed up. Mm. Like, how do I, without firing you, like, what do I give you? A, like, how do I explain how bad this was that you did? Yeah. And how do you not do it again? Like that yeah. conversation's. Hard the, to do. The goal is obviously not to get rid of an employee unless they're just terrible. Because right. Because you obviously want, like, turnover is expensive, but also right. built relationships with these people. Yeah. I and, love every single one of them yeah. very much. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're near and dear to me. Like, it's it's weird because I didn't know anybody that I've hired. Yeah. Like, really, I knew of them. Okay. So that's the kind of people I like to hire. Like, if you told me, because I know you, Alex. Yes. So... I trust you. Yeah. If you said, hey, my friend's a great guy. Sure. He wants to work at the coffee shop. Yeah, because then it's my honor on the it's line. It's your honor on the yeah. line. But also I can go, okay, yeah. we'll bring him in. Let's meet him. Yeah. That's how I've hired every single That's person. So cool. And it's I haven't sought that out, but it's just like when we are hiring, yeah. like my friends are like, I have a friend. And yeah. so it's like, I like you. I'll probably like your friend too. Totally. 
So that's, and it's always worked out that way. Yeah. And like the employees we have, have always, have all been that. But then as they work for us, we get so close. And yeah. so it's like, we're very, we're spending so much time. I know everything about their life. Yeah. Like I know everything about what they're going through. Like we become friends. And, yeah. and a lot of the gals that I hired become super close with my wife. And, yeah. and just like, have we've developed this like really strong bond with our current employees. That. It's like, if they do anything wrong, I have to put on like the boss hat but they were just watching a movie at my house the night before yeah. with my wife and hanging out and we were having a bonfire and that's or whatever. I, so it's hard. So I, I started recently uh, managing some people for work yeah. um, that are like, and you know, Andrew, my yes, brother-in-law. For sure. So I, yeah. I've been managing him for, I don't know, like a year or two. And then I also, one of my really close buddies, same sort of thing. Yeah. So for me, it's same sort of dynamic. I'm like, these are my really, really close friends and even family. Right. What if they mess up? Like, yeah. what do I do? I know. Luckily, in my case, they're both incredible employees and right. I haven't had to reprimand them, but I'm yeah. always kind of terrified of like, what if I do? It's hard. Yeah. It is hard because like, you know, there have been times where I've really needed to have chats yeah. with people that like, you know, have come over and played with my children and, and like watched movies and, and have had like a lot of like deep conversations about life and, and like, you know, all this stuff. And, and how do you then go like, hey, when you come to work, you need to be better at this. Yep. And like, you're really not doing, and like for the past month, you've been not doing, and, and you need to do it better. Yep. And, and then how do they not, how is it possible for them not to be like, oh, you've hurt me because like, I thought you, you know what I mean? But yeah. I, I have a lot of conversations and when we have meetings, like we try to have regular meetings like employee staff meetings where we are, you know, we're the owners. We're not yeah. your friends right yeah. now. We're so we try to separate. That. Yeah. It's like when, and, when you're yeah. in the workspace, yes, there's and, a different dynamic. And we've told them multiple times, like throughout their careers at Ford so far, Hey, like we need to be able to talk to you guys in this way, in this capacity. Yep. And you guys need to be seeing it as we're bosses. We own a business. This yep. is our livelihood. Yep. And then you need to be able to know when we're talking about live stuff that you yeah. can talk a certain way. Yep. But then when we're talking about work, you can't talk a certain way to yep. me. Totally. So it's like, there's a way that we joke or there's a way that we like talk to each other day to day that like this situation that's disrespectful. Yeah. But an hour ago, it wasn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's really hard. That's hard to strike It that really balance. is. Yeah. yeah so it's no like doubt. when I'm in the kitchen and I'm working and I'm making food and I then need to go like use the sink or whatever and I get a joke thrown at me or like a, like a playful disobedience. Yeah. I'm in work mode. Yeah. So you just, you just like were disobedient or disrespectful or messed up the flow of the owner of the business who's trying to work. Yeah. I, I, and then I try to go, well, they're just joking because it's me. But then I'm like, I need to tell them that they need to be more wise about when they choose to do things. Yeah. So then 30 minutes later I go, Hey, um, you know, obviously we joke around a lot and obviously, but I need you to kind of like when we're, when I'm working, like if I say like, Hey, I need to get that, you needed to get out of my way and you need to like respect and you need <laughs> yeah. to do these things. Like we're, we're working. Yeah. I don't need a joke right now, you know? And so it's like, there's a time to joke. There's a time to whatever. And it, and it's like, that's a hard conversation to have when it's totally. somebody that you love and yeah. like, somebody that you've actually really grown to care about. Yeah. And, and so it is like hiring your kids. You yeah. Know? It's like, 
how do you get your kids to, you know, like not treat you as a, as their father or like, you know, I guess we're hiring, like I'm an uncle, like yeah. I'm a fun uncle, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, totally. Like I'm a, I'm a, like I'm a gym coach. <laughs> like, what, <laughs> like what, what is the relationship yeah. that we should have at work? And yeah, that's been really hard to cultivate, but so on that, fun. on kind of that same line, um, how has there ever been times where it's been tricky, uh, with storm or or your in-laws or any of right. that with the with that whole dynamic since you guys are all in this business together and how do you kind of navigate that if if so man they do say that do not get in business with like your family or like yeah. don't don't have a partner like yeah i was given a lot of instruction like don't have a business partner yeah but i'm like but i do yeah <laughs> and they're like okay well then don't do it with family i'm like well <laughs> strike Too late. two you know what i mean like not only is it like my brother-in-law that i started a business with but yeah. now i'm like my landlords are my in-laws yeah and like uh so it's like it is a family thing and yeah they're i mean for the i mean wow for the most part it has been incredibly successful yeah um, but there have been, of course, yeah. moments where we're like at our wits end with this, that, or the other thing that comes up. Sure. Of course, like anytime you're in business with a business partner at all, yeah. you're dealing with their life and yep. your life and you're both trying to support each other. And if you don't do your job, you're basically taking money out of the pocket of your business partner. And if he doesn't do his job, he's disrupting my livelihood. Yeah. So we have, I mean, and Storm and I have had very few incidents where we're like, Hey man, I really don't like when you do this. Yeah. And like, I need you to just do this more and do this less. But it's like Storm will tell you like, he like, you know, it is hard to have those conversations, but we've just decided that we are never going to get, offended at each other that's awesome um and it's worked out and and like he feels so comfortable saying anything to me sure and so, so it definitely yeah. helps that you guys have known each other for eight yeah, years. yeah yeah that can be like a gift and a curse like, yeah the gift is that i know him so well yeah and so like i accept where he fails like and it's just you know because like we're sure. all failing some level absolutely and so it's like it's not even mean to say like yeah he sucks at certain things yeah I suck at certain things. Yeah. And that's the point of having a business partner is because they're better at other things that you lack. Sure. That's the great part about having a partner. Now the hard part is like when you feel like they're underperforming, yeah. how do you even say that? Yeah. Cause it's their business. Yeah. Like if they want to destroy their business, yeah. they can do it. Or yeah. if they want to be lazy, they can do it. They own the business. They own 50% of the business. Yeah. Now the other 50%, it's their responsibility to snap them out of it mm. and say like, Hey man, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do something like you can't like or like whatever and and it's never been a problem like there's been incidences where it's like man i'm really getting you know frustrated with why like why are they doing this or why are they acting like this or like whatever but we just talk about it like we're super open and we've had a lot of like really fruitful conversations about how we are to be with each other and kind of one silly rule we have is like we can never tell each other no <laughs> you know? it's like um like, and that is in the practical sense of working in like the barista position and the kitchen position together we both can do whatever we want. Yeah. Like I can go sit on the couch if I want, but it's like, if the other one asks you to do something, you can't say no. I, I think so, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. yeah that's a great yeah. rule. So it's like, Hey, Hey storm, can you go grab me this? Yeah. You can't go. No, you go get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that well, stuff that, will kill you. Yeah. No, that <laughs> you know? will, that will cascade too. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 That'll be bad quick. Yeah. <laughs> no, no doubt. <laughs> Just, but like, yeah. Hey man, can you grab that for me real quick? And it's like, yeah. 
you know, like we're, we're just, we can never say no. And, and like that has helped and just a little stupid stuff like that, you know? No, totally. Yeah. So that we, we work really well together, but you know, having your in-laws be your landlords where you're paying them rent and, and like, uh, Sue being deeply involved with the business, being part of it in the sense that she sells the, she handles all like the plant sales. Yeah. Cause you know, listener, if you're not aware of forage coffee, we are a coffee shop that sells plants yep. and other thrifted goods that my wife uh, gets and she does that whole thing. Um, and then um, Susan does like all of the cards and the plants and the things. It really and, is a full family yeah, effort. It really is. And so, but that's completely separate from the business yeah. side of it. So right. she's more like subleasing space from us. Gotcha. Um, but I mean, like officially she doesn't pay us rent. Right. You know, whatever, yeah. but, she owns the but, building. Like, yeah, she owns a building. <laughs> and like, and like because of her and Bob, like yeah. we have a, all this business we have this business because of them yeah and um and so so it's like of course yeah she can sell as much stuff as she wants yeah and like you know she can she can take all of the pro like we don't need any of it like you just sell whatever you sell and we'll, we'll you know we'll, we'll tell you how much you made and we'll yeah. cut you in like it's great yeah it's a great like symbiotic relationship it's a really unique like plants and coffee like that's cool yeah um and she takes care of all of that like we don't do any of work of the work for that's that that's amazing um so and and that yeah. has become uh such a trend in big cities the plant and coffee coffee yeah, combo it's true was that something that you guys were aware of or or did you just kind of like <laughs> organically come up with that well she wanted to have that building be a plant shop yeah so then when she was like but i don't want to do the whole thing like yeah. i don't want the whole building to be that and i think that's why so yeah. many places do it now because it's yeah. like people love plants right people also love coffee yeah they're both not so profitable that you can do well you could do coffee all coffee, on its own yeah, but, but maybe not plants but yeah a plant shop be hard. in and of itself yeah and that location would be great and it'd probably be a i would imagine it would be a successful plant shop but it's yeah. like that's a lot of work and you know work. she's it's a lot of plants she's a grandma now yeah. and she she's like um you know so it's like does she really want to be running this big plant she's so much work and yeah. like whatever she didn't see herself doing that. So that's why sure. she even like had the idea to do forage, like to offer it to, to the boys to do a coffee shop. And so now that we run the coffee shop, that's our business. Like they're not involved with forage at all other than they're there. And then it's like, she does her plant thing. You know, Bob is the building owner. It's like yeah. Bob will come behind the bar, like pour himself a cup of coffee. And I'll be like, hey, building owner, what's up, <laughs> building owner? And he's like, oh, yep, just me, building owner, coming and grabbing a coffee from the business that rents space. It's like, it's like, yeah. what other build, like, what other landlord would ever walk behind yeah. the bar of a business that they're not connected to and grab yeah. a cup of coffee? Like, it's so absurd. But because, like, uh, because it's like Bob and yeah. he's my father-in-law and he built the place. Yep. Yeah, he can come behind the bar and get coffee. But sure. it's like, there has been moments where there's like tension, where it's like you know, uh, you know, Sue's needs and desires as like the landlord and also the plant shop and like our wants and desires as like, like, you know, needing space from our in-laws and also doing this together. Yeah. It's like, that's a hard balance too. Yep. So there's been tension there, but we always talk like we're, you know, it's like, if you're not communicating, it's going to break down, but we've always been able to like communicate and have hard conversations and they need to happen. You know, they need to talk to us about whatever we're doing and they, we need to talk to them about, you know, it's like, you know, Storm, you know, it's like he's his own person that owns his own business, but his parents are at their, they're there every day, you know? So it's like, yeah. there's that obvious tension there, but it's really been like all 
good, like like positive. Like there have been moments where we're like, can you just not commit as much? I mean, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like if yeah. my mom and dad were showing up every day going like, what's going on? Like, I'd yeah. be like, mom, go away. Like, just, no, I'm for my friends, you know what I mean? But it's like, yeah. so there's like that obvious thing, but like beyond that, it's not nothing like deep, like yeah. nothing like super like burdensome. Sure. It's been just like, it's only three years. Who yeah. knows what the future holds? For but, sure. But yeah. I mean, hey, three years, it's a good litmus test. I think. Yeah. They yeah. say seven years into marriage is where the rubber meets the road. That makes We've sense. We've gotten past that. Yeah. You know? And yeah. and then I guess three to five years is when, you know, you know if your business is gonna have the legs and yeah. we're three years in and we're still going. So Hey. And yeah. you made it through arguably the worst oh, thing for yeah. small businesses in maybe mm. the history of America or at least recent I, history. I could not imagine a more awful thing yeah. to happen to a small business. I, I really I can't if we made it through it. that. Yeah. Then I feel like there's nothing other than a zombie apocalypse that could take us down. Yes. And zombies need coffee too. So I I think we'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh okay, so what uh what would you say the goals for the future are if there are any uh for forage or for you guys uh in other pursuits? Yeah. So um like bringing the initial business to its full fruition yeah. is like the goal. Yeah. I think of any yeah, any business. Like For you sure. start off small and then you grow to a point and then you don't grow anymore. Yep. So you have to like adapt or change the model or you go get another location, right? Yep. So it's like we're we're trying to reach the ceiling of this place. Um so we started with, like I said in the beginning, coffee, the small coffee menu, three baked goods. Then we ramped it up to six baked goods. Okay. And, and then, yeah. Sorry to interrupt, no, but wait, so uh, how did you guys get into the baked good aspect oh, of yeah. that? Um, so, um, man, we got a, we got recipes from various places and sure. then you just kind of like adapt them to your desired taste. We, uh, it's like, it's kind of a long story, but I, I won't go into it. But sure. this lady, Deborah, uh -huh. who's the most dearest lady that uh, we love her so much. Yeah. We met her at our old coffee shop job and she would just come in and bake like one thing. She, we just fell in love with her and like she would have us over for dinners and she would just chat. She's just the most interesting person and she like loved us and and we were just the young guys that she just like gravitated towards and in Jacksonville, it's like just super quaint and like so we're like loved Deborah. Like yeah. Deborah was the best and she's this amazing baker. Like she would come in and bake these things that were just the best of that thing I've ever had. That's amazing. And so when we got some recipes, like, or we got the idea for a recipe or the, the idea for, you know, our savory scone is a sausage, goat cheese and fennel scone. And well, it's delicious. It's delicious. Yes. And you know, um, but when you're thinking of like coffee shop baked goods, like a very common one is to have our savory scone. Yeah. Okay. But what is it? It's bacon, cheddar, chive. That's what it is. So we're like, well, let's do something a little different. Yeah. Right. Goat cheese, yeah. <laughs> sausage, yeah. fennel, like, yeah, okay. And so then we brought that, I guess we had found a recipe somewhere for a scone, you know, it's all Storm's yeah. kind of like inspiration. That's cool. And then he would go over there with Deborah at her house cool. and they would like work on it. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. And like, and they would like bake with an old lady baker yeah. and like, just like, great. we would have fun and, and like she would have us over and we would bake the muffins and then we'd eat dinner and then we'd talk about how to make them good in this way. And she yeah. was just so amazing. So this idea. So that's you guys, how we developed it. You yeah. guys bake them at Forge? Yeah. So okay. like I said in the beginning, also I got up at three in the morning every day. Like that wasn't because I needed yeah. to 
five hours to open the <laughs> coffee shop. Yeah. No, I was getting up at three, three thirty, driving, you know, up the road to Storm's parents' house where we commercial approved the kitchen, mm. her kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I would grab the baked goods out of the out of the fridge. And like I'd have them between my fridge and and his fridge. Yeah. And we would just kind of like have all these baked goods and I'd put them in the home oven and bake them. I would put them in 25 minutes, go take a nap on the couch, get up. And like I was, we were baking physically, baking every single morning, Jeez. fresh every morning. Yeah. The baked goods. Yeah. Insane. That's insane. That's insane. So now do you have an employee now, that does that? <laughs> now yeah. we have a baker fairy. Okay. Who like most businesses comes in at odd hours of the night. Yep. Um, we have a, such a small, we have only six items. So it's yeah. not like, you know, like other coffee shops that have like this huge, like they're a bakery. Right. So they need to be there all night. Like basically it's my cousin. She knows how to bake stuff. That's amazing. And I was like, Hey, would you want to come in? Like whenever you want, yeah. as long as you have the baked goods the next day, yeah. you're good. So she comes in and she like preps them. So yeah. she gets them all the muffins in the muffin tins. Yeah. And then she puts them in the freezer yeah. and like, so basically the baristas pull them out of the freezer at night. Mm. They thaw out all night in the fridge. Mm-hmm. And then the baristas in the morning put them in the oven. That's amazing. Yeah. So we were doing that at home at first and bringing them in our car. So much work. <laughs> like, oh so my we, gosh. We're like baking them and then loading up racks of baked goods <laughs> like in our, in our like, like I had like a Chevy S10, <laughs> like, you know, like throwing it in the open air like back of a bed of a truck like Jeez. wrapped in cellophane yeah, and like or in a bin or something and then like hauling them down hot to the coffee shop and throwing them in the big good case or whatever. But then we got an oven and like the breezes were able to like throw them in during their open. And now they're fresh. Part of the growing yeah, of a business. Gr- yeah. <laughs> yeah I love so that. that's how you scale it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And that's only like, and not I, burn yourself out yeah, in the process. Oh gosh, dude, we were working like 900 hours oh in the first gosh. month. Like it was crazy. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So like we moved to three item from three items to six items. Okay. Well now we hire Sasha and she does all the prep and we bake them in the morning. Yep. Um, you know, in our oven that we have at the place and okay. Um, and, and so then, um, and then the next thing is like, okay, well like developing our flavors and, and like specials every fall and winter and spring and summer. Yeah. And then like, okay, so now we're kind of vibing and we got a few employees and we're selling six baked goods and coffee. Okay. We're kind of like at our, Okay, we're meeting our max like customer base there. Okay, yeah. now what can we do? Yeah. Okay, well, the pandemic hit, right? Okay, well, that kind of takes a turn. Yeah. So then, but then you're like, oh, the government's giving up tons of money, yeah. right? We didn't get a lot of it, yeah. weirdly enough. It, I think like, you know, all of the big corporations got bajillions of dollars and then like little guys like us were just like yep. fighting for scraps. Yeah. Because we're sure. going to the bank like, hey, where's all that money that they said they're going to have? They're like, oh, you missed it. Like, <laughs> go away. Like, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, yeah, well, I told you to fill out that form by tomorrow. Well, guess what? It was last week was the cutoff for that. And you're like, uh, what? And so it's like yeah. all this money that we're supposed to get, we didn't. But we did take advantage of, like, the pandemic a little bit because we were like, well, they're offering these loans, yeah, um, like these EIDL loans, mm-hmm. and we're not getting all the free stuff because yeah. somehow it's all gone by the time we apply. And well, because like, big companies you know, have people yeah. dedicated to researching yes. that from as the get-go. As soon as it yeah. comes on the table, yeah. like Pepsi's like, well, we have nine bajillion employees, yeah. so yeah. our PPP is $6 billion. Yeah. And then you have fraud, and then yep. you have like banks not well you guys are baking in your yeah. back garage and yeah like, <laughs> like we're trying to just keep our doors open yeah. and i have two kids and yeah. i need to feed them yes. and um so it's like uh 
So yeah, like we're like, okay, well, you know, like I'm on my laptop every day. Like, how do I get money from the government? And then Google's <laughs> like, I don't know, screw you. Like, you know, like they're, they're like, who are you? And like, oh, you're not Mark Zuckerberg. Well, then go go away. Like, we don't care about you. So, um, and so yeah, like I I saw the EIDL loans, and they're like thirty year fixed loans at a low interest rate, a, yeah. absurdly low interest rate, yeah. and some would say too low to where bad things happen afterwards yeah. <laughs> if you give money away yeah, like yeah. that. But we're like, shoot, how much money can we get? Okay. Yeah. Well, like we got a good size loan, mm. um, you know, relative to our business numbers sure. and stuff and like at a really low interest rate. Cause yeah. it's the pandemic and the government's like, here's all this money yeah. for basically free. Yeah. And, and then, uh, so then we're like, all right, well, what do we do? What would we do with this money? Yeah. And then, you know, again, people, community, like there's a guy who's really good with numbers and he and he's like really nice and he like loves us and we've developed a relationship just from getting coffee where he's like let's sit down and talk about it and he gave me a crystal ball in the form of a spreadsheet that would like hey if you did this then it would pay off the loan in this time and you should only take the loan if it will pay it off in this time yeah. and blah 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 all these things business smarts yeah. but i was just like well i'll just take it and <laughs> spend it and then like whatever like i don't know like i don't know what do you do with money yeah. like how do you spend money like i don't know uh what's investing like yeah. i don't know like i'm just a guy yeah. <laughs> like i worked on farms growing up like i'm not educated like i don't know anything so he's like well if you do this that and the other thing then it should be fine and he's like, and only take the money if you think you can do this that, and the other thing. So yeah. like we, a couple of weeks, we sat down and we kind of like, I think, we, you know, how many regulars do you have? Well, how many yeah. of them will buy? So then we use that money to build out our kitchen and, and create a food program. That's amazing. So like, you know, we have four brunch breakfasty items. Yeah. It's common in coffee shops now to have like that combo of like kind of more restaurant, like coffee, like, you know, Australia, go to Australia. They, they are basically forage like every shop is basically it's, forage and yeah, yeah. especially melbourne yes it is melbourne. like coffee yeah. yeah culture portland is, has nothing on melbourne well the one place in portland 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 portland, <laughs> portland. <laughs> yeah. the one place in portland that d really inspired me was yeah. proud mary shout okay. out proud mary nice. if you ever hear this we love you um they're like one of my favorite spots in portland because they have incredible coffee mm. um as the aussies do yep and they also have this like incredible brunch breakfast like lunch type menu that is just so yummy yeah they have great chefs cooking them back there and it's like that is equally a part of like the vision of proud mary and we're like man we could do that too you know maybe our version of that because uh, theirs is like super fancy upscale stuff you know like we're not fancy people so we're like, let's be as fancy as Gordon Ramsay's videos will allow us. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. like, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Shout out just, to Gordon Ramsay. Shout out to Gordon Ramsay for your cream, creamy scrambled eggs. We literally, like, oh, watched a three-minute Gordon Ramsay creamy scrambled eggs video. Yeah. And we're like, I guess we'll do that. I, like, think, I, I think I've seen the same video. Yeah, he's like, eggs on medium heat, take off, butter in, creme fresh in, whisk, stir, and you have yourself a great breakfast. I love how he's <laughs> like, always like, in, in on, on, in. Hot, heat on, heat off. Do not keep it on the heat. Yeah. Toast down, good, yum, love it. Like it's like so good. I love it. And that. Uh, so we just like, yeah, we built out our kitchen with this loan. Yeah, that was crazy. But thankfully, we have a Bob. Mm -hmm. Every business needs a Bob. Mm -hmm. Um, in in name or in personality, Bob the Builder, man. There like you, you just need a Bob the Builder. Yeah. So like, yeah, I I heard a thing that I steal and claim it as my own. Um, as like every business needs a hipster, a hacker and a hustler.
I like right? that. So like the hipster is Storm. Like he's yeah. the visionary. He's yeah. like the creative type. He can like see what's coming and like kind of be cool and yeah. be relevant to the culture, to the, totally. which is super important for business. And then you need a hacker. You need a Bob. You need mm -hmm. somebody that if it's broken, you can fix it. Mm -hmm. um, for your department, it's a computer programmer. You know, and that's it's me. Some, yeah, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like if the app breaks, you can physically go in and fix it. I don't like, like doing that. You but don't I, like it, I but will. you're the you're the hacker. <laughs> like you can do it. Like yeah. you can go and make the thing work. Mm. Um, so it's very important to have. Like, and then you need the hustler. You need the sales guy because yep. if you have a good product and you can fix it but you can't sell it. It's not even worth doing. Totally. Absolutely. So it's like, you know, you need the, the, like, so with like a magazine or something, right? You need the hipster to go out and interview the people, to create the stories, to create the photos, to create the content. Yep. Then you need a hacker that like can solve logistics problems. How do we ship it? How do we, you know, you know, fix like, Oh, what at the printer broke, what, you know, like yeah. all these things. They need a hustler, somebody who goes and syndicates your, your thing. Like who's like, how do we sell this and get it into places and yeah. on the phones being a salesperson? So it's like between Bob, myself and Storm, we create those roles. Pretty That's much. awesome. So it's like Storm's a hipster. Bob's a hacker. Mm -hmm. He can fix anything yeah. that breaks. And then I'm like the, I guess the hustler. Like you I'm, are the hustler. I'm the one that like, you know, creates the relationships yeah. with certain people that sell certain things. I mean, yeah. like. Yeah, you like created the spreadsheets. I created the spreadsheets. Yeah. I sold the business to enough people to give us enough money yeah. to start it. Hey, and like you filled that role. Yeah, That's yeah. Awesome. And then when we start, you know, and then to finish the question, I guess to answer the question, the next phase yeah. is roasting. So, cool. so in that, that aspect, yeah. when we start roasting, um, you know, Storm is the hipster bag design yeah. kind of like where the coffee's coming from where to source it from yeah like, you know like all that fun creative process and of course sure. we're all a part of that me and Jaden and storm and like whatever yeah we're a part of that process and um you know but he's kind of like the more of a you know we let him be more of a visionary because he's into sure. that kind of thing you know even though it's like yeah i could create cool stuff too sure whatever but it's like no we give that over to him because that's his expertise like, right you know, and so he's good at it. He's good at it and he yeah. likes to do it and yeah. it inspires him and it, yeah. it keeps him going. Yeah. And it's like if I took that away from him and said, no, you share that with me. And then then it like tamps his creativity right. down and now he's not as inspired and sure. he's not producing when he needs he's to He's not produce. as excited about the business. Excited about yeah. yeah. And so it's like and and, you know, so it's like, you know, apart from doing it together, we just dictate that that's kind of his thing. And then part of that part of the business will be selling it. Mm -hmm. And that's where I come in. Like I'll be on the phone with the other like grocery stores yeah. and coffee shops that yeah. don't so don't roast their own coffee and like all these things. Like he doesn't want to do that. Yeah. But I can talk to people and yeah. get on the phone and like do that and like, you know, whatever. So, so how uh, timeline wise, how soon do you think that part of the business will come along? So, um, Man, I'm like really nervous to say, it, but I guess I will. I don't yeah, know when I this mean, podcast is gonna no come one's out, holding you to this. Yeah, so so <laughs> just in, like, in terms of yeah. yeah, like so the full fruition of the coffee shop is to be. The amount of baked goods we have, yeah. The food that we have, and maybe adding some lunch items, yeah. The amount of employees we need, mm -hmm. and then roasting, yeah. And then once we're full on have a roast program, this business is kind of done, yeah. It's kind of like once once we maxed have all out. that and it grows to a certain level, I mean, like it's maxed out as far as like okay, there's nowhere else to go. We've yeah. hit the ceiling. Now let's just let it ride, yeah. And then we're kind of living in that. I love but that. Then what? Yeah. You know, we have aspirations. Okay, second location, right? Yeah. Then it like goes to okay, second location. Where, when, yeah. why, how? All sell that. bags to sell to bags grocery to grocery markets, markets and yeah. and that's still part of the first business model. Sure. Um, 
so like right now we are starting to roast, which is really exciting. That's so cool. Um, it's really like low key. We're not sure. even telling people that like we have product yet because we're really like wanting to be purposeful with it. And like I said before, <laughs> this, <laughs> this is now the public announcement for that. Yes. <laughs> like not, I mean, like, and again, like I will say this and it will air and people will be like, really, you have your own coffee. Like yeah. you won't even know. And yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of like the whole thing. Do you like, sneak it into the, into the espresso machines without people knowing? Yeah, sure. Like, well, <laughs> we're trying it out. Well, it's like, we just want it to be a good product before we tell anybody yeah, about it. And I love that. we also, I want to have the whole thing fleshed out. Yeah. Like, before we tell who, anybody about it. So who do you learn the roasting process from? So right now, like, and again, it's community. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So it's like, so the coffee community is, and, and it's a little different in other coffee shops, like in the Valley. So the older model of business is like cutthroat. If you have competition, they're competition. Yep. You tear them down any way you can. And you don't like the owners because yeah. they there are, are other yeah. people that yeah. are also doing coffee and like totally. whatever. But the third wave culture and the coffee community that exists like in the high end community is really like really against that. I love um, that. It's way about like bringing the baristas together, yeah. bringing the companies together. We're all doing the same thing. We all want it to be good because I don't care if a coffee shop pops up right next to me. Um, I think that'd be kind of silly, but, but like there more is one for them than for you because yeah, like, you guys are already established. It's silly because it's like, it would, if it was really close by, it's like, okay, well, I mean like, do we need two? it's like Starbucks. Like yeah. do you need one right across the street? No. But yeah. beyond that, it's like, I want the culture to grow. Yep. Like there's tons of people in Southern Oregon. There's plenty of business to go around. I don't need it all. Mm -hmm. Right. I just totally. need enough to, to support my life. I don't need every single person to come to forage. Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. Because then I turn into something else. Yep. Because then the demand is so high, I turn into Dutch Bros to facilitate the demand. Yeah. And then you sell out. So it's like to keep the culture alive. We're I, not we're not bashing you, Dutch Bros, no, in case you're an amazing the owner is business. ever on the show. <laughs> Dude, you are an amazing, successful yeah. billion yeah. dollar business yeah. that is now Highly trading. Optimized. That is now trading on yeah. You know, like you can buy stock and that's amazing from a yep. tent in, in Grants Pass yeah, all the way to what it is today. Incredible. I can impressive. really, I can really dream to yeah. have that level of success. <laughs> yeah. Not bashing it at yeah. all. No, no, no. It's just different. Yeah. Like totally. Different. So the culture of Dutch bros exists and everybody knows, and they've created that culture. We're trying to create not an antithetical culture, but a different culture within the same community. Yeah. And that's okay. I love and that. people can go to Dutch bros and get that experience and that culture that they directly intended to create purposefully and with tons of power and know-how and like whatever, they created a, a, this huge beast of a business. But there can also exist, you know, something else that the people also get excited about where yeah. they, they went and got their Dutch bros because it was their birthday and they get a free drink. But they also wanted to come and sit at Forage and work on their laptop or to meet some people or whatever. Totally. Those things can exist in the same ecosystem. True. And they do. You could, you could get your Dutch coffee Bros. at Dutch Bros and get your scone at Forage. <laughs> at Forage. There's literally Dutch Bros right across the street. And all throughout the build out, we went over to that Dutch Bros <laughs> to get hilarious. coffee because we didn't have any yet. And, we're, and they're like, what are you guys doing over there? We're like, we're building the coffee shop. They're like, cool. Like, and then they come. and That's amazing. Like, we we stole one of their signs one time and put it in front of our business like <laughs> and like so we were promoting dutch bros at the door of forage as a joke like yeah. you know what i mean so it's just fun yeah. but like so i don't want there to be one forage i want there to be like 
seven across from Phoenix to Grants Pass. I want there to be like eight really great coffee shops that that are full on doing it right, that create and build the culture. Mm -hmm. And then everybody can go to all of them. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, man, it's 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 really cool. I love that. I think yeah. it's a great. Idea. I want that for Medford. Yeah, <laughs> I I want that for the Rogue Valley as a whole because we we definitely need these types of places where people can go and feel part of a community and that sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. So cool. I I just want I want Medford to be cool. Yeah, <laughs> make Medford cool yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. So like you know, starting another business would be great. Yeah, on another side of town, give another group of people a sense of what we're doing. You know, I love that. Yeah. Well, hopefully this podcast can inspire oh, be awesome that to happen. my first podcast so i'm very excited it's, very I, cool. it's my it's my second episode you're Great. my second guest yes yeah love I'm it super excited i yeah. love this this is fun yeah um okay last question before i let you go on your merry way uh, um what advice would you give to young aspiring entrepreneurs uh that cool. you kind of wish you had back when you first started yeah that is a really good question. I I hesitate to give like advice because I still have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> um, but like what I wish I was given mm-hmm. as somebody that's like has an idea that is happening mm-hmm. and like then like, okay, so what's happening? We're trying to find the funds to to finish it, to bring the business like light, to give it life. So we need this much money, you know, what I wish I knew was like, I don't know how to do the little things, like how to do those little details. Like everybody tells you, you need a business plan. Yep. Well, what's in it? Yeah. What, what, what information is in there? Yeah. And then it's like, well, you need like a cover, you look on Google, but there's like, uh, like I really would wish that um, there was a way for business people that, have all this success to like, you know, hear or see somebody that wants to do something and be able to be like, let me open up the door. Yeah. And like, like the person that I said when we were going to take the loan who helped me, that's that type of person I wish I had in the very beginning. Yes. Um, Because he was so willing to just take his time from what he does for like a living for himself and all all his endeavors. And he sat with me for two hours and like created a spreadsheet for my business that doesn't benefit him in any other way than that fact that he comes and likes to get coffee there and he likes us. Um, but he took time out of his day and like literally poured over like the details. Yeah. Like I, he was like, well, how much do avocados? I was like, I don't know. How do you find out how much avocados cost? Yeah. And he's like, hey, can you hear this? <laughs> That's a keyboard typing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's like, okay, well we found it. Right. So it's like, Oh, You know, and then he's like, look, you can like, there's different pit sizes that create more meat in the avocado. So which ones are you going to get? Like if you have more meat, then like that's how many sandwich, how many toasts, avocado toasts can you do with this one avocado versus this avocado? Yeah, that's the type of person you need. And it's like, oh, that's how you do it. And then he's like, okay, well, do you have square? Okay, yep. (laughs) All right. So square, look, um, if you look at this, like, and he's pouring through my square my, uh, you know, like my POS system. Yeah, and he's like, like the analytics. Well, yeah, the analytics. And he's like, well, how many regulars do you have? I was like, I don't know, like I can guess, which is all I would do. Yeah. But then he's like, well, no, you can look and you can search because like, it keeps a record because, you know, Square is super intuitive. Yeah. 
they give you all the tools nowadays to yep. like do anything you need to do. Yeah. So like Square is super intuitive and it like records if a repeat customer has used the same card or, you know, it creates a profile or something. Yeah. Then it, it tracks how many times they come in, how That's much amazing. money they spend. How, like, yeah. So then it's like, hey, look, you have 80 regulars on a whatever thing. Yeah. Okay, cool. With 80 regulars and then they get, they <laughs> These get sound uh, effects are pro. Yeah. They get, you know, um, with with 80 regulars they they would eat three times a week okay yep. and he's typing into <laughs> spreadsheets right yeah. and it would be this much money that they would spend every yeah. week and with you know all these details right and that's why i said he gave me a crystal ball because he was like with the b exact business numbers that you have right now mm -hmm. if you don't grow at all mm -hmm. you'll make exactly this money yeah if you sell exactly these things that's amazing and you do it exactly this way yeah and i'm like wow so now all useful. I need to do is go do that. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's super helpful. So find somebody like that. Yeah. And if you don't have somebody like that, you can still do it. Yep. And you can like, if it were me, I would just go, I don't know. I have a hundred regulars. Cool. Um, I don't know. Avocados cost two for five at Safeway sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. it's like, you just hack it and yeah. then, you know, you make mistakes. And you adapt based you adapt. on your data that comes back. Yeah. yeah. So just be super open to failure sure. is the advice I would give. And be open to be wrong. Mm -hmm. And just like be super humble. Work really hard with a humble heart. Yeah. And so it's like you you work and work and work. And you work in the wrong direction half the time. Yep. But if you're willing and able to like see where you're going wrong and then correct, then you'll be fine. Like, because we've gone in the wrong direction many times in our business throughout the pandemic. Uh, you know, that was super hard to navigate for anybody, let alone two people have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> so, you know, we went the wrong direction here. We went the right direction there. We went the wrong direction here and we ended up where we are today. Okay. So all of the bumps and bruises along the way, you know, they kind of make you better. Totally. And, you know, they make you grow. You learn things. Sure. Yeah. Like, but I would say like to any entrepreneur that wants to get going, um, First, find out like just like the nitty gritty details, like how much money do you need? Like all those practical things are super helpful yeah. because once you get those out of the way, you can then be creative and they're totally. no distraction. And so, that's the fun part. That's the fun part. Yeah. And if you're doing it alone without a business partner, you have to kind of tackle one thing at a time because with Storm, I was able to say, well, you do the creative stuff. Yeah. So I'll focus on this. Yeah. And neither of us are needing to do both. So it relieves the other person of the other duties. That's amazing. Um, which is the benefit of a business partner. However, keep in mind, half of the stuff that you ever get from the business is theirs. Yep. Um, like, you know, money. Like at the end of the month, we split, we're 50, 50 owners. Yep. So 50 of it is his and 50 of it is mine. Yeah. Like, and so keep that in mind. Do you want a partner? Do you want investors? Like yeah. what kind of investors? Mm -hmm. Like how much money do you need? Can you fund it yourself? Yeah. Can you do a GoFundMe? Do you have a poll from the community? What's your Instagram like? Mm -hmm. Are you do you have a lot of followers on Instagram that you can turn that into a business account and then whatever? Uh, how do you cultivate that better? How do you market yourself? Like if you have nothing and you want to get something, you have to iron out the details and the small things because once you do the small little things, the macro ideas can actually become alive because you've done the little tiny things that are yeah. annoying get a business license, you know, getting the tax stuff set <laughs> yeah. up, getting an accountant, getting a CPA, like getting a, getting a bookkeeper, like all those things that you don't think you need, but you do, <laughs> you know, like, uh, that's a huge mistake I made was doing the books myself. 
in the beginning when I had no idea what QuickBooks was. That's hard. And then you and then you get a accountant that's then looking at your children's kindergarten drawing of bookkeeping <laughs> and they're like, uh, you went and got a burrito every day uh, at the taco truck down the street every day. I'm like, yeah, we needed lunch. Well, you paid for it with the business money? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a write-off, right? Uh, kind of. <laughs> like, you spent $7,000 on burritos in your first year. I don't think you should do that anymore. The IRS right, might have a problem pack with lunch. that. <laughs> like, my accountant was like, um, you should probably eat out less. And we're like, <laughs> all right. Well, but when you're there from the crack of dawn to the, yeah. you know, the late night, like, what are you going to do? Not go buy a burrito down the street? Like, especially a burrito. Especially a burrito. Yeah. And we make the joke, burger, burrito, pizza. Which one do you want? <laughs> That's what's available. It's true. Burger, burrito, pizza. The That's... pizza's not good. So I guess it's a burger, burrito. <laughs> and then there's no, like, where's the burger spot? Okay. There's a taco truck. It's always a burrito. Yep. Yeah. You yep. always get a burrito. You got to get a burrito. And then your afternoon is wrecked because you... <sighs> You're the one cleaning the bathroom. Yes. And also (laughs) it's like you're tired because you have a carb gut, a gut full of burrito. And like, you're like, I'm going to work for four more hours. But yeah, do the small things. Yep. Take care of the little things. Find somebody that knows them. And if not, just like, just hack it. And then, and then just like, yeah. And then, and then the macro stuff will take care of itself. And if you're a business person that has a good idea and you want to work really hard for that good idea, um, then it'll happen it'll yeah. be, and you'll be all right. And I would say, listen to, listen to people that you, res, that you respect um, and listen to people that are like-minded yeah. and that also get it. Like, so, you know, friends that you respect that are doing well or that like have a similar mindset to you. Like if they say, I don't think you should do that, then probably listen and be humble and don't think you know all the answers. Cause like yep. there's been moments where we're like, nah, we know, we know better. Yeah. And, and then you're like, oh, I guess we don't. And so, but, um, totally. yeah, I think like be able to take advice, be able to listen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think everybody should, I think a lot more people should start businesses and I think a lot more young people are having better ideas Yeah, and they have a firmer grasp on the culture, mm-hmm. um, than like our parents did. And I think that that's going to benefit if you just can, well, do it. And that's, that's one of the reasons it. I wanted to start this podcast. Cause I right. feel like, especially like I grew up in a business family. So I, I feel like I know some of the aspects of what creates a business and what's involved in all that. But I feel like so many people don't have access to that, that would absolutely benefit from all the advice of, you know, just small business sure. owners around and, and yeah. why not make that kind of publicly accessible? Yeah. Again, I don't think anybody should listen to the advice I would give, but <laughs> like, I don't know, man, but, if, if somebody but like you guys me can have do it, then made anybody. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even if, even if it's not, you know, this big, huge blossoming business, it's like, yeah, you're surviving and you're doing it and it's awesome. And I'm sure it's uh, rewarding, right? It really is. I yeah. mean, I, I think I was always geared for doing something on my own, right? Um, like having jobs. I like arrogantly in my past said like, better like, <laughs> and i always thought you know because and that's like kind of the sign you know like you probably should work for yourself right 
um, is if like you kind of hate every boss you've ever had <laughs> and you think they're an idiot. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? like, and then you become an adult and you're like, oh, I'm, I have a sense of humility now. Yeah. But like if you have those inclinings, like maybe that's a sign that you should do your own thing. Yeah. Like, what are you doing now? Do you like it? Mm -hmm. Like I did landscaping professionally for a long time, not in my own business, but I worked for a guy. I learned a lot. Yeah. And like, um, it, it wasn't so much that like uh, that job kind of was like, Oh, I, I like working on my own. Cause he would set me up and just let me kind of do and like, Oh, you need to do these things and like a list and then you go do them. But like, you're the one that made it beautiful because yeah. you're the one putting the work in. Okay. That concept I like. Um, but then you work at like restaurants or coffee shops or whatever. And they're just not quite doing what you think they should be doing to totally. be cool or to yeah. be like grabby or whatever, or like what, whatever the business model, it's like, it's kind of old. Like why do you have that art in the wall? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're, if you're picking apart the businesses that you're working for it and you're <laughs> like, man, I would do this, that and the other thing. If you're like inspired at all, like I loved working in coffee. I loved doing it. But the place that I was at was just like not facilitating creativity or, or change. Yeah. Like they were just like wanting and, because the thing they were doing was making them really successful. Yeah. Very successful company. Yeah. Um, unwilling to just like change any of it as to not upset the system. Yeah. It's a, and, it's a yeah. conservative approach, but hey, it works for them. Works for them. But, That's great. But it's great because it gives you an opportunity to do something different. Yes. And yeah. corner a market. I think if you're inspired when you're at a place to be like, man, if they did this, yeah, it would be so much better. Or, you know, and if you're like, oh, but if I, they don't care that you know what i mean yeah. then it's like oh well then you do it yeah you know i think like any kind of inkling like inclining like that that yeah. you have in your head <clears throat> any kind of like thoughts you have like that or if you're going to college you're like, i don't know what i want to do like yeah you know a lot of people don't need to go to college totally um it's that's a lot of debt i went for a long time i i don't have debt because i went to community college yeah and i was poor <laughs> so the government was like hey financial aid like yeah. you can and, then, and i'm like grateful for financial aid yeah uh it paid for my way to to get a useless degree that I don't use. <laughs> so, um, but like I have, I, I was in college for six but, years hey, and I got an associate. So. You, used, you used your, your physics class knowledge yes, for your spreadsheet, my spreadsheets. which, yeah. which uh, got you money. I don't know if you've seen the meme, but it's like, this is every college lab class. And it's like <laughs> a woman, <laughs> like a, a woman in a bathing suit, a nerd, uh, like it's like all these different, just people that would never be put together in the, in life, 100%. but they're like, <laughs> like the people that are put together in like a lab class. Yeah. So very much, I wish I would have been the guy that did the spreadsheets in my lab classes, yeah. but, uh, we had the guy that liked Excel do those <laughs> spreadsheets and I did not do the spreadsheets. I really wish I did because yeah. it would have helped me in my business. Yeah. So, um, if you're in college and you're in a physics class, do the spreadsheets. Yes. Cause then if you drop out and you want to start a business you'll know how to do the spreadsheets that is uh yeah. that's key advice right there i like that yeah i guess like a practical advice hey go learn excel yeah like that's excel really so useful practical. tool it really is i i use it and it's not even related to my job but right. just because like sometimes you just gotta calculate things and yeah. it's super useful i wish i knew how to use it i still don't i'm I don't mediocre I, i'm oh, mediocre I, at I, best i mean honestly people that know how i'm like so jealous yeah. i'm like because the information that you can get from an Excel spreadsheet, if you're a business owner, is like so useful. Oh, yeah. But getting that is impossible unless you <laughs> know how to do it. Yeah. That's like I literally like if I could have known how to use Excel properly, effectively. Yeah. Man, I would have 
I would have been able to bring that to people and like, this is exactly what's going to happen. Yep. And there's power in that. And like, I still don't know how to use it right now. I have a, an accountant that creates reports that are accurate based on the business because yeah. the business is real. Yeah. But before that, and if there's anything new you want to get into, yeah. dang, knowing Excel is super helpful. Yeah, um, it truly is. So if you don't know how to use Excel, learn how to use Excel. If you don't want to learn how to use Excel, find somebody that does yeah. and make them your business partner or, yeah. or, or employee em, or, or yeah, or just like coax them into helping you for free. Sure. <laughs> like that's yeah. how you do it. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's great. Well, I think this is a great place to end. Great. Until next time, because I definitely would love to have you back on. Yeah, uh, maybe. This was so much fun. In three more years when in, we're yeah, when, doing really great or yeah. really bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. we'll see. <laughs> the the seven-year mark where... Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The no. marriage of this business. Yeah. Seven years and the writing will be on the wall. Yep. Yeah. But I, I appreciate it so much. This was great. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I hope you, I hope you have much success. Thank you. And I, I hope that. you have really interesting guests. <laughs>